Welcome to Third and Eight, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get the show started with your hosts, Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner. Happy holidays, ass clowns. Though our producer decided to uh, he go with some Christmas music. He knows I'm not a Christmas guy, but hey, man. Ho, ho, ho. He it, yeah, he brought it in deep, man. Uh, Merry Christmas. Santa Claus <laughs> promised me three hoes. I got one on co-hosting the show with me. Appreciate you, Jason. You're welcome, baby. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, or, good, uh, a little uh, early, but you know what I mean. You yeah. probably listen to whatever Christmas. Yeah, if you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, happy yeah. Toyota Thon and happy Honda yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> Chris over there. <laughs> wow, well played, man. Yeah, well played. <laughs> yeah appreciate you. Look, um, so I'll start with Thursday night, man, though. And uh, speaking of Christmas, man, Justin Herbert is the gift that keeps on giving, man, if you're a Chargers fan. Uh, yeah. And Anthony Minn is the damn Grinch trying to take it away all the time. <laughs> Well, no, I was going to say the Chargers are the Grinch for the Oakland Raiders because that pretty much sealed their deal. Yeah. I, I don't think at back this to back point. Back-to-back years, man, starting off 6-3, ended up 7-7, seven seven, man. 9-7 is not going to get you into the nine, playoffs and the nah. AFC. I don't foresee any path for them forward now. It was, I don't either. They had, the, they had the, palm, the, the ability to go in the palm of their hand, and they, they were never the same after that loss to KC. That last-minute loss yeah, to I KC, agree. They, I not, agree. they were not the same It's like team. they had a chance to stride after they defeated Kansas City. And they did. And then they hit a little road bump there for a little while, though, and then the Colts just waxed them, and then they kind of slipped off field since then. But I think Gruden, especially if you're a Raiders fan at this moment, getting stuck in purgatory, though, is your worst nightmare. Because I'd rather be the Jets than 8-8 eight eight every year. Just yep. because if you're stuck at 8-8, eight eight, 16th pick, 16th pick, 16th pick. You know, the Jets have Trevor Lawrence coming in. You know what I'm saying? They should have a damn beacon of hope. Mariota Mariota look good. Though. I was about to bring that up. He looked yeah. like a beacon of hope, though. If you're a Raiders fan, I mean, I, look, this I, week, don't, don't I? I don't. Yeah, you do. Um, nice. I, I do not doubt Derek Carr's ability, but Mariota but looked good. Mariota kind of gave you the side, and I don't think John Gruden has ever really liked Derek Carr. I think he's tolerated Derek Carr to some extent. You know what? I think Derek Carr would fit in well up with his personality. Where at New England? I could see that because Derek Carr like don't give a crap about nothing. Yeah, he don't he don't say a whole lot. Um, he's kind of like Tom in the fact that he's just a pretty quiet boy, quite pretty boy. I mean, he's a California boy. Like, excuse me, he played at Fresno State. Now he's playing well. Used to be the LA Raiders, also right. been the Oakland Raiders, and that's the Vegas Raiders. But you know, he's a West Coast kind of guy. He'd be good in I'd say you know what I'm saying the Forty Nine of Kyle Shanahan. I saw some. Meme. I still think he'll be a Raider next year though. I saw some meme today. I don't know how true it is. Because I wasn't paying that much attention to Gruden's hat at the game, but yeah, apparently he, he wore the Oakland yeah. Raiders hat. And he talking about somebody pranked him. Gruden knew what the hell he was doing. <laughs> hey, you, you ain't fooling nobody, Chucky. You, John Gruden was born to be the coach of the Oakland Raiders, not the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. It's a two different tone, man. You ain't trying to go in. The, you ever seen them old Oakland fans from the 80s? Them jokers look crazy. You They're mean. Get, yeah, yeah, you can Las Vegas fans like that. No. And that's the difference in the culture, though. And Gruden is a guy who needs to be the coach of a culture that's like the 80s Raiders. So, I got a question for you. Fire away, um, Roy. Since we're talking about the Raiders and we're going to be talking about the football team later, with the success of the defense, and we can talk about this more then if you want, but with the success of the defense this year at Washington by Del Rio, ooh, do you think he's going to be given another opportunity head coach right away? I mean, he I thought he did all right with the Raiders. I mean, I don't know why they cut him loose the way they did, personally. Yeah, yeah he was uh, – him and uh, – who was the other guy who got fired? He went 8-8. Eight and eight. He punched somebody and got let go. Uh, he was a big old white dude. He was offensive line coach. Tom Cable. Yeah. His name just hit me like, you know, 
Because all big white dudes look well, the same. You know, I mean, yeah, they do. Yeah. Hey, 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 man. Hey, man. No, but all kidding aside. It's like depth perception. Once you're over 40 feet, you can't tell. Once they're over like, you know, 250, it's all yeah, the same. Thank God for that. Boy, you're going to catch my ass on surveillance nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think as far as being in line for head coaches, the obvious choice is the, you know, officer coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think, but I think, honestly, the Andy Reid. That's what I was about to get to. <laughs> like, I think the sole reason Eric doesn't have a job yet is because people saw what Matt Nagy has done in Chicago, who's coming off being the offense coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. It's like coaching the, you know, some of the defense in New England. It's like Matt you may Patricia it, going yeah. to be the head coach at Detroit. <laughs> you <laughs> like, may be the coach, but we know who the coach is. Like, well, like it, we, wait, Come on now. Look, we know. Look, I'm not taking anything away from Matt Patricia or, or Mc. McNaggy, but when you have those type of mentors looking over your shoulder, it makes a difference. It man. makes a huge difference, you, man. Like and when you, you when you walk away from them and you no longer have that, that's the real problem. I mean, I think those guys will be fine on their own eventually, but they got so used to having such a great talent behind them, guiding them, molding them, making them. You can't expect them to think just like Andy Reid or just like you know Bill. So I don't know, I. I, I have hopes that Patricia will find a job somewhere. I do, I don't, I do not think My he was God. a bad coordinator. I don't. I don't think he was a horrible head coach. I just – there's nobody really been successful in Detroit, I don't know, in the last three decades. I mean, honestly, Jim Caldwell going 9-7 to seven was a feat in itself, and that's bad that when you say like – Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Nothing to seven? Call, nothing towards Caldwell at all. It's just a detriment to how good Caldwell was that he got that – Horrendous franchise to nine and seven for crying out yeah, loud. That's why I don't I don't use the the lack of production in Detroit. I don't the use that. The only thing as I lean a, upon Matt Nagy is, is or excuse me, the Matt um, Patricia. Yeah, it's yeah. how many blown leads they had. They had a ton even in twenty twenty alone, like several ten point plus leads. That kind of falls on you at some point, doesn't it? Uh well you would think with him being a defensive coordinator. Right. Right. Like um, you you know, that's your specialty. You just, and it is because honestly, you look at the defense in, in New England since you know they became a dynasty. They never, I mean, they had some good players. Don't get me wrong, but they never had like you know the top choice defensive player until they until those players got up underneath. Yeah, like your the Teddy Patriots Bruschi system. Yeah, Teddy Bruschi thrived Mike in that. Rabel, yeah, yeah, they, they thrived there. Vince they were Ford. good players. They weren't yeah. the best player. Yeah. On the field, but under that system, they thrived. Yeah. Um, so. Vince Wilfork is probably the only Patriot I've ever liked. Because Who? Uh, the Vince Wilfork. Oh, okay. A, okay. And this is why I like him. This is going to sound really off topic. You don't like? He's like a 400-pound dude, right? Completely out of shape. Dude is shaped like an oval. And he likes to grill and, like just in overalls. And he's like a big Kings for Charcoal Grill guy. And the fact that he just leans into who the hell he is as a fat dude makes me be like, all right, Vince... <laughs> All right, you know, so I get you don't. I don't. I get you don't like Tom Brady. I mean, I can understand that because he made your guy not look good. But how could you not like Teddy Bruschi? How you, how could you not like Julian Edelman? I like Bad Dad Bruschi, man. I mean, those guys are very. I mean, Edelman's likable. Edelman uses steroids. And I mean, that's a hell of an and. But I mean, but I don't. I mean, yeah. It doesn't bother me. You're professional. You know, athlete. see, that's the thing. Where it's like uh, this is going to be a you know a whole different topic for another. Actually. For it's a topic now. I'm sorry, Chris. I don't believe that steroids are a huge problem. I don't. I mean, that's like 90s baseball with me. Like, that's the only time I watch baseball. Like, 
like clockwork was the early 2000s Mark McGuire, Sam and Sosa, Barry Bonds type era. If we're all using steroids, what difference does it make? Look, I don't if recommend all, it. Yeah. No, like, I'm not saying it's yeah. right. I'm just saying if we all But do if they're it, all using it, what's the matter? What are you penalizing me for? Yeah. I understand, yeah. you know, you know, excuse me, looking at Julian Edelman, I understand why he would want to use steroids. Yeah, He's I, your size. I he, liked Edelman. I liked Amendola. I liked a lot, Wes Welker. I liked a lot of guys that came out of the Patriot system because they weren't, again, flashy number one picks. You know, they were just I think Edelman, good guys, man. Edelman was a quarterback at Kent State. Yep. Became Chris was, Hogan was a lacrosse player. Yep. Bill Belichick was like, uh, I swear to God, this is how he found receivers. He walked through Boston. Hey, are you between five foot seven, five foot ten? Whitey can run. I have a position for you right here: the Z receiver <laughs> in the slot or wide receiver in the slot. Come sign up in New England. Yeah, that's had to be how he found players and just tough, gritty players. Yeah, like just dudes who just come in and, as Bill would say, do your job. Do your job. Want to be here? Have the fight in you. And that's you know you can say what you want to about Brady. That's what I liked about him. He was a freaking competitor to the end, dude. He could not stand. To oh, lose. I ain't never denied that. Like yeah. I just don't like his ass. Yeah, I'll never deny his competitive spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets away with a lot of. <laughs> I don't deny his competitive spirit. Okay, now if you see Brady chewing his team inside on the sideline, right? He's a leader. Okay, no, but if you see like Pat Mahomes or somebody doing it, like, oh, he's being aggressive with his teammates, which that's always pissed me off. Cut your teammates out, especially like if you're the head of the. Franchise. I would never say that about Pat Mahomes. Okay, well, some people wouldn't. I'm saying as far as like you know how the news narrative goes, like Tom Brady does. You know, he gets a same way with LeBron. He gets the same thing where it's like, you know what I'm saying? If Giannis yells at his teammates, he needs to be a better teammate. Brian yells at his. You know, hey, look at LeBron showing leadership. It all depends on who the narrative falls on. Right. Well, that's true. I agree, though. If you're ahead of the team, I don't give a damn if you Matthew Stafford, though, in Detroit, though, you 0 12 going into the 13th game of the year. You know what I'm saying? If your teammates are slacking, yell at them. Yeah. As the head of the franchise, head of the team, that's just supposed to do. I could give, honestly, I don't even limit it to a position. If you're out there, if you're out there and you're performing and the other guys aren't, it's your duty. As a Colts fan, I saw Jeff Saturday chew at a whole damn sideline more than once, and he was the center. Yeah, that that's that's the guy. Jeff was honor. like yeah. six foot two ninety five. Tell him, a, Jeff. Didn't yeah. give a shit. He cussed out the whole sideline. That it was I forgot the game it was in, but it was playing somebody. And he made the you know, he made the comment, run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. He's like, we'll score, run the damn ball. I don't think I've ever seen the back of Peyton Manning's jersey that drive. Or like that much in one drive, they handed off Dominic Rose, handed off Dominic Rose, handed off Joseph Adai. That's because we offensive scored. linemen live to run. Yeah, he yeah. was like, I told you, run the damn ball. I'm like, I love fat guys to get angry. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, because they know that they're they knew that they had the the front to move and the and the strength to move the defensive front. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it, dude. I like anybody. If you're going out there, look, you're a freaking professional, dude. You made it to the highest level. You should have the right to say what the f- you want to. Um. I mean, I agree. Look, Look, you're a professional. You made it to the highest level of your sport. You should have the right to say whatever you want to. I'm I, just saying. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Like, especially though at the NFL level. Like, even at the college level, too, I agree to some degree. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. At any, at any in college, I, I'm good with it. I love to see high school players get into it. Anybody like that's got some passion, man. And that's what I want to see on the football field. Okay. So, we talked about. Anthony Lynn fighting to save his job. Hey, man, if you heard a pop, sorry about that. I had over Minnesota, my bad. Yeah, no, you good, man. So, Anthony Lynn fighting to save his job. He comes out victorious. Thank you, Herbert. He uh, still had poor clock management. Don't, and yeah, I told you this before the show, and I'm going to say it again. Anthony Lynn is the reason Justin Herbert has only won four games. Anthony Lynn is the reason they're not a playoff contender. And Justin Herbert is the only reason Anthony Lynn has won four games. If that makes sense to you... 
Anthony Lynn is the proverbial straight jacket of Justin Herbert. He's just holding a young man back. Justin Herbert leads leaking pass attempts, by the way, as a rookie. This dude's out here balling, Brett Favre style. Don't give a Just reminds me of Brett Favre, honestly. Don't he, though? Mm-hmm. He needs a better haircut, but he reminds me of Brett Favre. He had a great haircut, then he screwed it up. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, he went backwards on that, didn't he? Look, here's my thing. I won't go so far as to say the only reason the Chargers have won four games is because of Herbert. I do think he did his job and then some. But they have some real talent on that team. Oh, for sure. And the fact that they've only won four games makes you kind of look over at Anthony Lynn being like, dude, like, come on, man. And it's not because you just – it's not because they've only won four games. Let me just be clear about it. There's a lot of coaches I would defend who's only got four wins. But I've watched the reason your team has lost, and it's all on your play calling and clock management. It's your fault, bro. I hardly ever say that about the coach. Because a lot of there's a lot of things that other coaches control. But, dude, the first game of the season, you had Kansas on their heels. You had them beat and gave it to them. I'll never forget that. That was the worst coaching game in my the, – the best coaching game in the first half I've ever seen. The worst coaching game in the second half I've ever seen. Horrible. It was as bad as the call. I forget the coaches, uh, the head coach's name of the Lions back in the day when he, he they were playing the Bears in overtime and he gave them the ball first. Like, what are you doing? That sounds like a Lions coach. <laughs> like, you probably line up all the Lions man? coaches. But yeah, all the Lions coaches that would actually do that, to be fair. I mean, uh, God, dude. Really? Back in the day when it didn't matter, it, was, it didn't matter if it was only a field goal they score, they win. So, I don't know. All right. Moving on. Thursday, uh, that was Thursday game. Tomorrow, Ooh, I Saturday, like Saturday games. Yeah, we got two Saturday games that's not college. Um, which honestly right now I'm liking the pro better in college because of some of their decisions. But Bills versus Broncos is the first one. Now they're playing at mile high. Honestly, the Bills is the better team here. Yeah. But Denver has a defense. Drew Locke is not a bad quarterback. He has found rhythm. With Judy and some of the others. It is possible for Denver to win this game. The bad part is, is the Bills are ten and three, the Broncos are five and eight, and Buffalo is only five and a half point favorite. That is a small spread though for that five game difference in the game. You're right, Denver's got a, a very good defense. Missing their two best players, I've said this like a hundred times. So I, you know, it's like I'm not going to go through the, you know, right the process again. But playing in my high also offers an advantage. To it does every time they play there. It does because you're playing at a higher altitude, and a lot of these players aren't used to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, it does make a huge difference. I mean, they're sitting over on the damn oxygen machines after time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, um, me too, though. But you know, what I'm saying you catch me that way. <laughs> you walking up the stairs? Yeah, but I said walking to the shower. I'm like, somebody give me a, an inhaler. I'm yeah. dying around here. I don't know, man. I think that I think Denver can win this game. Um, if I have to pick a team to win, uh, dude, I'm going with it. I think Denver's going to upset the Bills. Upset alert, huh? I, I honestly don't know why I feel this way. Other than I've watched how good that defense is. I've watched how explosive that offense can be, and I don't think Buffalo has as good of a defense as what some people think they've got. And uh, I think Drew Locke's going to have some opportunities tomorrow. And if he can make them count, they can win. Drew Locke is an enigma to me, man, because some weeks he'll look like like John Elway in the flesh. 
And the next week he'll look like really bad Tim Tebow. <laughs> like minus the athletic ability though in the cool. Young man, he's just you know, young. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's a really young quarterback. Like I said, you know, Cortland Sutton's out, but I think when they get back next year, he'll have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, yeah. No offense, something to build around. Yeah. That no offense, something special. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um but I don't I'll say the Bills on a very close game. Like like twenty seven, twenty eight kind of close. Like, yeah, I mean gonna, I, I have no I don't have any quarrels with anybody picking the Bills to win this game. I honestly think the Bills are capable of winning the Super Bowl. I really they could, but there's something special about Denver, especially when they're playing at mile high, that you just it's tough to bet against them. Yeah, you never know what they're gonna yeah. do there. So it's a very yeah, I, strange stadium. I, I don't think it, it I'm gonna pick them, um, and I don't care if I'm wrong. You know? It's okay. You never yeah. cared about that. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. No, no, I have. <laughs> You're the one picking the Giants to beat the 49ers. Right. On, let it yeah. go. Packers versus the Panthers. Um, this is at Lambeau, right? Yes, yeah, at Lambeau okay. Field. Packers are the home team. I think the only bright spot in Carolina is – well, I think there's a few bright spots in Carolina, man. And even though Carolina's 4-9 right now, Carolina fans, just take a broad look at the season. Just, just – all right, I'm going to break this down as plain as I can. I'm is DJ Moore back? I th- I, no, I think he was downgraded out. I could be wrong with that. He's on my fantasy team. I want to say I got the alert and he was downgraded out. But having Curtis Samuel, excuse me, Curtis Samuel, he's good. And Robbie Anderson as your receivers is not like it's a huge drop off no. from DJ Moore. No. Uh-uh. But Carolina fans, Bridgewater's a first year quarterback there. Rule's a first year head coach. CMC is out. Your defense is extremely young, and you got the best rookie player on defense in the league in Jeremy Chin. You damn right. You have a path going forward. Listen to me, Panther fans. Contrary to popular belief, and damn, it's my belief. God knows, because I hate this damn man. Tom Brady cannot and will not play forever. No. Uh-uh. Drew Brees Sadly. cannot and will not play forever. Nope. So, Teddy Bridgewater may be a stopgap quarterback. You may be 100% correct. But just say you find one. Just say you find one a year from now in the draft. Holy crap. You've got Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. Robbie Anderson, DJ Brian Moore, Burns is another Christian McCaffrey, special. right? So it's like even if Bridgewater's a stop, got quarterback, and he, it, like if Bridgewater just plays long enough to to just wait until Tom Brady and Breeze retire, Panther fans, if y'all keep drafting well, y'all got promise, man. Calm down, it's Look, okay. I'm going to tell you right now, I like Chase Young, I love uh, Montez Sweat, but Brian Burns is a bad dude, and if anybody says he's not of the same caliber of player that Chase Young and Montez Sweat is, they're they do not know what they're talking about. Oh, he hell about. coming off that edge now. Yeah, That's a big he's boy. a bad dude, he's and he's like fast. Six, five and he's like, fast. Yeah, mid, yeah, he's like yeah. mid, you know, mid two fifty to two sixty five. Yeah, I think he runs like a four five four six forty. And his, yeah, he is not this is slow. Like a very creepy thing to say, you know, about a grown man. But his hips, it's like you know, so the way he dips around him offensive tackle. Oh yeah, he's he bad dude. Him. No, he's dude. He can't he's, stop he's a bad dude. I, look, I love Chase. I love Montez Sweat, and I would put him. I would put the order of de- defensive end talent. As Montez Sweat might be the best defensive end in the league. I don't care what anybody says. The dude's too fast. He's too big. Chase Young is a close second. Will probably overtake Sweat next year. But they're they're a one-two combo punch, and I'm glad that they're on the football team. But Brian Burns is a close, close, close third. And in some arguments, I would even give ground and say he could be first or second. Carolina has got a good team. Young team, but a good team. And Teddy young, man. Teddy Bridgewater should not be looked at as a stopgap player. I don't think so. Either, man. Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback for now, and that's the way he should be looked at. Yep, he is our quarterback. 
If somebody better comes along in the draft in a few years, great. But here's the thing. I don't think you're going to be able to draft quarterback in a few years. Because you're going to be stuck I, in that You're going to be winning but, games. But think about it. If Christian McCaffrey, which I think it, it's not a consensus, or excuse me, it's a consensus, if healthy, he's what? The best running he's back. He's the best running back in football. Yeah. So if you take away the best off, – he's the best offensive player in football probably outside of Pat Mahomes. If he's on Carolina, they're at absolute teetotal f- worst, a 500 team. Dude, if – let me – if at Christian worst. McCaffrey was starting all year with Bridgewater, dude, that's a one-two punch but not see, many people can handle. I think, too, that him being out helps them long-term because Bridgewater was forced, forced to, to develop, develop the yeah. chemistry with Robbie Anderson, DJ Walker, the same year. Do you think now about he this? he got the chemistry back and McCaffrey comes back. Look. Pressure. Think about this, bud. Moore coming back. Samuel. You've got what's the other young cat? Um, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, Robbie all right. Anderson. He ain't young, but Robbie got feet. Boy. Yeah, I mean he he's not he young, but yeah, yeah, yeah I get but um, he is fast as man. He's lightning. But then you got Davis and Christian McCaffrey in your backfield now. Now you can use Davis as trade bait. I wouldn't. No, he's a you are a run heavy team. Well, that and the fact that you found a guy who you know you don't have to hand the ball off hundred and twenty five times against McCaffrey. You got a guy yep. that can spell him for five days. Yeah, eight a game. and keep McCaffrey and healthy fresh. long time. Per- and that makes a protect ton of my investment. Exactly. Yeah, dude, you got those two as one two combo in the backfield. You probably have the best backfield in the league. If it ain't the best, you you talk. I don't know right? who. I don't know who's. Yeah, you talk- maybe Gibson and and McKissick in a few years could touch them, but I doubt it. Maybe Kamara and Murray in New Orleans, maybe, man. But I'm telling you, you gonna have Kamara Murray, but you you got a really receiver playing running back. Well, so is McCaffrey. Yeah, so yeah, you got a tough one there. Like I'm not even a Panther fan. Like I have no interest in the Panthers. Typically speaking, like I don't follow them religiously. The most I don't know how they went undefeated in the regular season when they did. I was not a fan of them then, but I will tell you, this team, when healthy, I will pay to watch them play. Yeah. I like this team. Yeah. I like Bridgewater. He's cool, calm, collected, confident, but not cocky. He performs. He's very mobile. He's throwing the ball well. And just imagine when he ain't got all that pressure and he's got two daggone great backs in the backfield when McCaffrey's back next year. And they're going to pick up a few more parts in the draft this year. Dude, I'm telling and, and they could talk to a team. Now, here you go. You just picked up. You just gave up your coach to the football team, right? You've got connections up there. Kerrigan's probably got another two years, three years in the league. There's your opposite of Brian Burns. If they're going to deal with anybody, it's going to be the Buffalo Bills because of Brandon Bean, who's the uh, GM up there, who's it, the old assistant GM. And for some I reason, think they could work Kelly out a trade. Like to go back and yeah, forth. but I think they could work out a trade with Washington. And Kerrigan could find himself a home in North Carolina. I would love to see that for Kerrigan. I bet you would. I would love to see him play for the Panthers. But the bad part is on Saturday is who they're facing. And it's the baddest man in football that Stephen A. Smith would say in A.A. Ron Rodgers. I'm going to tell you right now. The league front runner. Honestly, in my opinion, of MVP right now. I'm going to tell you. I think the Panthers are going to win. Oof. You coming out five and there were two hot takes. Sizzling. I really do, man. I think... I believe, and people are going to argue with me, and I know not on paper, but I believe the Panthers' defense is as capable a defense as the Tampa Bay Bucks' defense is. Maybe not quite as strong against the run, but definitely in the passing game. And I think the only I think the Panthers are going to have a field day with. I do. I think they're going to have a field day with him. I think they're going to take Aaron. And it's going to be another off day for Aaron, even though they're playing at Lambeau. Now, the only thing that I would say, 
Is it supposed to be cold up there tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken? Um, I don't have the weather forecast. It's Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm just going to assume that could affect the North Carolina players heavily. But, dude, I don't know why I feel like the Panthers are going to go in there tomorrow and win. I really do. degrees, by the way. Yeah, that's cold. That's going to stop a lot of that throwing, bud. I'm telling you right now, it's tough to throw the ball in the cold. That ball gets heavy. Yeah, I agree, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers must like Tom Brady. Is so used to it at this point. Like, he, I don't think, you think he's going to deflect the ball a little bit? It's not Tom Brady. He didn't have to cheat. But he just said he is like Tom Brady. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm just saying. The only thing, you know, honestly, that I worries about Carolina, though, is their run defense a little bit. And Aaron Jones, who's the, the other Aaron, though, in the two-Aaron attack in Green Bay, has rushed for 800 and some yards and seven touchdowns this year. But Devontae Adams, who's right now, I mean, you had this conversation last week on the podcast. He may not be the actual best at receiving football, but damn, if he ain't making a case for it this year, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, He's man. got 14 touchdown catches I, and 91 receptions. I have no problem with people telling me I'm crazy and that oh, I'm you sure the, the Packers are going to win. I'm sure. I'd, I mean, looking at it on paper, statistically, sure. They're they're the better team. But there's something about a Saturday game. doesn't happen very often. And I just got this feeling in my gut that Carolina's going to go in there and win. And I'm not a Carolina fan. There's no. I've got no dog in the fight. I just feel that way. Just saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, but in my opinion, man, it's honestly Packers. I'll say about 10 points plus just because of Lambeau with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Packers don't go in there and blow them out by 30, but I'm just saying, I, for some reason, I've got a feeling for the Panthers tomorrow. Call it a could – could just be a I ate too much over Christmas dinner. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we both did, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of over here with the sleepy eye right now. <laughs> yeah. Colts versus Texans. Now, this is moving to Sunday. Here we're talking about your boys. Who do you think? Oh, the Colts, man. Like, I think the T.Y. Hilton, who's finally, finally, has found a rapport with Phil Real. Hey, Uncle Phil Real in the house. I appreciate you, Phil Rivers. For some reason, T.Y. Hilton always finds, and I called this, you know, saying, no, two weeks ago, though, when he had a 100-yard and two-touchdown game against uh, the Texans, he always finds his game against the Texans. I don't know what it is about playing the Houston Texans, but you know what? If I was the Houston Texans, I would try to trade for T.Y. Hilton. Just about, hey, man, every time you come in this building, you dust us. Come home. But I think, that obviously, the Texans have the advantage at the quarterback spot. Watson's better than Rivers. But at the same time, the Colts overall are definitely a better team. So, ah, and the Colts are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So, Colts, to me, probably by, I'll say five. Texans are covered the spread. Well, if the Colts win 10 games, I'd be ecstatic. I'm talking flat out ecstatic. It's it's tough for me not to pick the Colts. The Texans are going to win this game. You are coming here with three upsets, boy. <laughs> just, I don't know why I feel this way. I I, I just hey, how much pie? You <laughs> must have been because I had two pizzas. When I, I really am like, starting to think. No, nah, it's yeah. not my football gut. It's just <laughs> yeah. I ate too many meatballs or something. Hey, been there. Oh, Lived there actually. Um, look, apartment 109. I hope the Colts do get their tenth win tomorrow. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson's overdue for a win, though. He's overdue for some damn help, for one thing. My God. I think we'll agree on the next one. Falcons versus Bucks. Who you got? Bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> like, do we really got to spend time Absolutely. on that? Absolutely. I, I, They're I, a six-point favorite, you know, hey, on the road in Atlanta. Bucks eight and five. Atlanta's four. Falcons are not going to be able to run against them. Falcons are not going to be able to get. Speaking of the Falcons run game, Todd Gurley has had a hell of a resurgence in Atlanta. I thought he was done. Like, I mean, flat out, like, I thought 
you know what I'm saying, about how he was released last year and treated by the Rams, that Todd Gurley was flat out done. He's had nine touchdowns this year. Uh, he's had a great year. And he's just under 1,000 yards. He on pace, you know, he's just under 1,000 yards. He He's had a great year, but unfortunately, he's with the wrong organization. I agree with that. Uh, they had a chance if they wouldn't have dicked around with their coach, but it is what uh, it is. Well, that's uh, every week with you. But honestly, uh, strangely enough, Matt Ryan has more passing yards than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has 11 more touchdowns. Well, Matt Ryan will throw the what? ball all up and down the field. He'll go from 20 to 20 like a yeah. Well, we get that mug inside the red zone. He is. They have not been a great team. He's had 19 touchdowns, 11 picks. Ryan has. That, like, that just doesn't seem like a very Matt Ryan-esque year. Here's a good question for you. This game's right, interesting. Wait. 49ers and the Cowboys. Oh, this God. is an interesting game because if Andy Dalton – was to decide to play the way he played the past couple weeks, they could walk the dog on the Niners. I don't see it walking the dog on them. I do see that if if Andy Dalton, you know, can can squeeze out, a, you know, saying a tad bit of ginger magic, though, for lack of a better term, I see him probably being close. I don't see him winning the San Francisco. Though is is honestly like only a field goal favorite. So that portion may be like, uh, Dallas is going to win this game. How many upsets are you going to pick? This it's not an upset. For? I don't even know why they got that. I don't even know why they're giving San Francisco a field goal advantage. Yeah, Dak hadn't played half the year, and he's still the leader in touchdown passes and yardage. Yo, you know who I want to talk about for a brief second? Dak had a hell of a year before that injury. Buddy. Didn't he, though? If you pay a guy. It hurts me to say that as a cow, as, because he's a cowboy, but damn. That dude oh, is, I agree. I <laughs> Yeah, but if you pay a guy, right? If just you know, hey, let's say that you know, hey, I'm a rookie. Actually, do it from your, um, excuse me, your perspective. If y'all draft Chase Young, right? Uh huh. And he performs his first three or four years, like just outstanding, top five, no doubt about it. DN, right? Right. And he goes and he holds out for a contract and goes to Cabo. Dan Snyder flies down. He gets in trouble though with some chick taking her shirt off, or he takes the girl's shirt off. He's always in the news, causing trouble. And y'all pay Chase Young a crap ton of money. And then let's say just, you know what I'm saying, the second argument that Montez Sweat gets hurt. And all of a sudden, Chase Young does everything except disappear. Like he's You barely know he's there. How would you feel about that investment in Chase Young as a player? I would feel very upset. I would feel that I was – I moved too fast. Look, this is the thing about the NFL – that's what Zeke done. That, that's exa- I mean, I know who you that were is, describing. Yeah, that is exactly yeah. what Ezekiel Elliott done. Look, here's the thing. This is what I was going to say. The, the The contract period in the NFL is so I, – I don't want to feel people to think I'm against players, but it's advantageous to the players. Now, now to hear their, to hear their uh, union say it, it's not, but you can have a couple good years – and, you can and lock a team yep. in for seven to ten years, and and nowadays, a lot of the money's not tied to performance anymore. It's guaranteed. The only thing I will say about the NFL, as far as their guaranteed contracts go, is that they're not quite as bad as the the excuse me, Major League Baseball doing the NBA, where like hundred percent of the contract is guaranteed. Right? No, it's not as bad, but it's yeah, almost. If, yeah, if you like hundred twenty million dollar deal, you just like eighty eight to ninety four is guaranteed, and plus, you know, and the rest of it. Is incentive based. I think a portion, a not quite half and half, but it should be pretty close. 
a bunch of your contract should be incentive based. Uh, the way I look at it is this way: bank on myself. That's I what I'm going to say. Is bank on myself. This as a is the way I look at this in the professional world and any other vertical market outside of professional sports. Because at the end of the day, they're marketing salespeople. That's what they are. Salesperson gets paid a, a base salary, and then they get paid a commission. Now, if they if they're worth their weight at all in gold, they make more in commission than their base salary. Okay. Fair enough. I can tell you this from experience. I was going to say that, but I'm glad you did. Okay. <laughs> like I don't um, put your business out there. No, I mean look, yeah. base salary is never a bad thing. I, yeah. I'm not against the player demanding a great base salary. Yeah. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, for a salesperson, there's a lot of these salespeople out there today that'll take a thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollar base salary and and a ten percent commission or whatever. Not me. Yeah. You're going to pay me eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars because I know what I'm going to bring to your country, a company, and then you're going to pay me a commission on top of that. That's still going to be more than my base salary. Somebody's, or or I'm not going to be there. <laughs> Somebody's laughing at you, not knowing you are hundred percent serious. I'm very serious. Like I'm not joking. I, like I know you're not going to convince me. I, I'll, or I'll walk. Like I don't have to be there. So, to give an equivalent in the NFL, there's nothing wrong with these players demanding a few million dollars a year in quote unquote base guaranteed salary. Oh yeah, for sure. But there needs to be a larger portion of their income that comes based upon their performance. Um, and when you talk about $120 million over a course of 10 Five, years, yeah. let's say 10 years for okay. simple math, $12 million a year and $8 million of it is guaranteed. That's not really, in my opinion, productive for the owner of the football team or the franchise because what real incentive do you have? I've locked in 10 years. If at the end of 10 years, if I'm out of the league, I'm out of the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. How about I give you $4 million a year, and I will let you make an additional $8 million a year if you perform and reach these goals? That's what the Patriots did with Cam Newton contract because everybody's talking about, oh, Cam only got signed for a million dollars. Yeah. But if you look at his incentives on his contract, he could have made up to eight. Yeah. That's a hell of a job. And I think, too, like that's what makes a difference in, like, Bobby Bonita, who's a former New York Met, I I forgot the day of the year. Like I share the post on Facebook every year because it's the most gangster ass contract in the history of contracts. They pay this man a million dollars a year for like I think twenty five or thirty years after he retires. More athletes should do that. Yeah, because you think about it, most of them you like you've seen the documentaries and you know more sports fans have about how athletes just go broke. Mm -hmm. So if you can back end your salary knowing that hey. I could lose my leg today, Alex Smith style. Right. No offense. No, yeah, I mean. And the next 20 years, on August the 5th, I get $5.5 million. No questions asked. You know what I'm saying? There's some good players in. Why don't people I do mean, that? it would be advantageous for the franchise owner if you did that. My job smaller, could do that yeah. today. Hey, look, man. 10 grand off your salary a year. But the second you get her to retire, we pay you X amount for the rest of your. Now, they're going to do that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, I'm retiring. Hopefully, Godspeed. But I would take that. This flat, you know, flat out, I would take that. Right. No, I, I don't. I, I, I like that idea. Um, it, I think it's there's a lot of advantages for that for both the player and the franchise, especially in the modern age of cap, right? Cap based salaries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I look. I honestly, 
if it was up to me, if I was a if I was a professional sports team owner, which I do not have billions of dollars to do it. Hey man, um, loan me a twenty. Right. <laughs> so, but I would, I would say, look, I will give you this base salary, and I wouldn't even cap the earning potential. I would truly make it up to them. Look, this is the deal. Uh, here's four million dollars a year, guaranteed money. Um, this is how much for every game we win. This is how much to make it to the playoffs. This is how much for every playoff win. This is how much to make it to the Super Bowl. And this is how much if we win the Super Bowl. Also, if you make the Pro Bowl, I will give you this amount. And this amount for every tackle you make. This amount for every interception you make. This amount for every fumble you force. This amount for every tackle for a loss or every sack. This amount for every p- completed pass. That would and give just your- give them the incentive to go out there and freaking play. You took the word, well, actually the exact word yeah. out of my mouth the last sentence because you know I'd be talking. Right. But if you pay, and you see this a lot in baseball, especially though, and this is why I hate like the 10-year deals in baseball, Bryce Harper and all them guys. I'm not saying those guys lose the drive or lose the initiative. I'm just saying as me, if I know I got to go get that money. Yeah. I'm fighting to go get yeah, that I money. I want that money. Yeah. Just, you're, you're professional. Just imagine now. how good Aaron Donald would be. If you know what I'm saying, if he got paid, you know, hey, or the coaches too. Set. I'm not just talking about oh, the yeah, players. Right. You, Bro, yeah, you too, coaches. You would have to have stones to coach, and then, like you, okay, all right, quarterback. The, the only, the only thing I could see screwing it up, and it would be a few like minute cases, but it only takes one, you know, apple that ruined the tree. Is you have a guy who you know, hey, let's say he's a running back, and his tenth touchdown. He gets like a $5 million bonus. Is You know what I'm saying? Week 17, and he's at the two-yard line. He gets pulled out there when they do a fullback dive. What do you do? I mean, it's Then get your ass a touchdown another way. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was going to You had all season yeah, to get that 10 yeah, touchdown. Yeah, you had all season, So it's bro. like, I understand. But you know on, what that guy's going to be doing on the sideline? Put me in, coach. Exactly. Call my play. Exactly. Yeah. And I think to some degree having players, especially multi-million athletes who want that money to go get it. Like I said, I'm not saying don't pay these guys. I want the hungry Contrary one. to popular belief, NFL players are not members of Congress. They earn their damn yeah. salary. No, I, I want them to make more money. I just want it to be based off production. Production, exactly. And guess what? That's nothing. better for the owner. And, and, to, and like you're already getting jer- – you're, you're doing the same thing with jersey sales and things like 100%. that. You're getting a percentage. Yeah, exactly. Make that on the field production too. No, because you you solve your you solve yourself for two problems. One, and this is this is more of an owner slash GM issue, though it's being saddled with a horrible contract. Now you know what it helps you with? The cap room requirements. Yeah, and the NFL cap is about to fluctuate a ton because of the whole COVID thing in 2020 yeah, during the TV deals being Dude, I'm telling you, it that will, determines the NFL cap, that, by the way, though, a lot you know, of those these, of you who don't know that. A lot of these teams who have cap troubles would find themselves out of that circumstance with smaller guaranteed contracts. Oh, for sure. Especially like the small market teams. Because there's no way to measure performance-based dollars. Except for doing a performance-based. Right, right. There's no, the NFL can't get behind that and tell you how you, you know, I'm sure they would try. Don't get me wrong. They're just like any other government, you know, a bureaucracy, right? They're going to try. But it would be very hard you, for them to do it. Yeah, you would stop teams, you know what I'm saying, if like Jacksonville, if I like a better team to think of, 
for overpaying a guy, completely overpaying a guy just to get him to a yeah. small market. Like, J- that would kill that. J- exactly. Now, you could pay more incentives to come and play in a small you, market, but you got to perform to get it, homeboy. That's exactly. And, and so a lot of, a lot of the arguments. The for that. A lot of the arguments would be, well, what about the running back that's really good, but he's on a pass-heavy team? That's okay. His incentive dollars are higher for when he actually gets the carries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Like Josh Jacobs, who's, who's he's probably one of the only running backs. Who, granted, he does make a few catches every now and again, but like he, he he's a really pure downhill, you know, in between the tackles running. There's no finesse with Josh Jacobs. I'm just going to tell you, I would almost, to get rid of wage discrepancy arguments that if they're not already being made, will soon be made, right? Well, why does the quarterback make more money than the offensive lineman? Oh, okay. I can tell you this all day, but go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying it's oh, yeah. coming. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's coming. They're going to find a way to make it some manner of discrimination that this position's paid less than this. Yeah. It's coming, okay? Yo, I hope it's like the punter and quarterback that causes the beef, just so we can all laugh. Or at it's it. going to be, or it's going to be, why does one quarterback on one team allow to make more than a quarterback on another team? If if they're even close to even talent, because guess what? Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the same thing as Tom Brady, and they're, in my opinion, they're pretty close to being even. Yeah. So there's going that that argument is going to come sooner rather than later, and the league could get ahead of it by saying. This is exactly right. Every team can make up their own incentive chart, but this is a this is the amount of money you pay every quarterback. So it doesn't matter which team they go to. This is the amount of guaranteed dollars they're going to get when they go to that team. I'm going to be all right with them doing that. Now, you want to talk about a fair playing field, that would stop teams from being able to buy championships. Oh, yeah. Your quarterback's now, NFL, $4 million. hard to do, to yeah. be fair. Your quarterback's $4 million, Dallas. Your quarterback's guaranteed $4 million, Jacksonville. It's all guaranteed $4 million. Your incentive plan based off of that is completely up to you. But the base guaranteed salary for his contract, the length of it, is $4 million a year. Boy, you would have agents' heads exploding. Scott Boris, Drew Roger House, hey, guys' and guess what? They, look, these guys you do nothing. This, yeah, you guys get paid the way, bro. They, they don't get... I not I do not care if they go on unemployment. They don't do anything for the league. <laughs> oh, I agree. They don't do anything. And coming back though from break, guys, it's our very first game pick giveaway here at third and eight. I got a buddy of mine calling in. He's gonna go against me picking five games. Then we're gonna alternate. He may win something. He may lose some of my respect. Find out next on third and eight. listening to an American Pod Talk production. For more content, please visit us online at www.americanpodtalk.com. Welcome back to 3rd and 8, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner. Somehow, Chris, you have topped your bad music from segment <laughs> one and forced it into segment two. It's the same song, brother. But it just it seems like it's worse. I don't know what it's because, you know, I'm not in the Christmas spirit. 
and you lived in the Christmas. You are the you Scrooge. You are the Christmas spirit, Chris. You're a Scrooge. I, I will take that as a compliment. Thank you. you I was you just, are. you know, I, Jason's over here cold a lot, so I was just trying to warm the room up, see if you could bust in the flames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why you keep it cold in here, man. Hey, it's like what? the damn North Pole. No, that's because me and Chris are a bit like Willie Mammoth. What you expect? <laughs> Thank you. We got to keep it frosty right here, baby. <laughs> Your tiny ass need to bulk up. Hey, man, I'm trying, dude. Shoot, I eat. Hey, I eat two servings of meatballs tonight, man. Pr- <laughs> I, I started with three. Oh. Congratulations, hey guys! Welcome back here to Third and Eight. I got my buddy James on the line. James, how you doing tonight, man? Man, how's it going? It's a privilege to be here, Brandon. Awesome, yes, man! Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. And so this is our very first game pick giveaway that we're going to call it, James. It ain't gonna cost you a dime. It may cost me something. More than likely <laughs> not, I'm confident in my picks. Jason's going to run down the five games me and you'll be picking through, and he'll have a caveat at the end. Jason, if you want to run down how this is going to work out, appreciate it, Absolutely. Brother. Yeah, so look, first ever game pick giveaway. We hope to do a lot more of these. Um, so what we're going to do is I've selected five games that I think are going to be highly competitive this weekend. You guys are going to make picks in those games. If for some reason you tie uh, with your picks – um, we will go to a tiebreaker that is total points scored in a pre-selected game. If for some reason you guys tie on that one, it will be whoever's closest to the score without going over. So, for the first game, James, I'll give you the first pick. Miami versus the Patriots. Who do you have winning this game? Miami versus the Patriots. Well, that's going to be a good one, man. Uh Shoot, where are they playing at? That, yeah, that was my uh, that was my question. That's your home? that's your job to answer that, Brandon. Yeah, that is my job. Hey, hold on, James. I don't uh, have it in second. front of me. You're right. I do. I was doing some other stuff on my phone here. Actually, I, to, yeah, no, we I think what, they played the Patriots earlier. Yeah, I, I believe so, it's at I think they Miami. Played in Miami. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's at Miami. But I don't want to swear. Yeah, to I'm gonna I'm take the Dolphins, man. I, I I hate it though. Yeah, it's I mean, in I'm Miami, always rooting from old boy Cam. Yeah, it's in Miami, yeah, James. I'm I'm rooting for Cam, but I don't I don't think Cam's gonna get it, man. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take Tua. Oh God! All right. Well, hey, it's your pick to waste. All right, Miami because of Tua James. All right. What are you What are your thoughts on this, Brandon? <sighs> I think the Patriots have always struggled going into Miami for some reason. Playing in the cold weather climate is not a problem. Playing in sunny 75 Miami is an issue. Hopefully, me and James don't agree on a ton, but obviously Miami in this one. <sighs> Both of you. <laughs> You know, you both can just pay me $20 when you lose this. Um, Patriots are going to win that game. Moving hey, on. Hey, I was told there would be no money exchange here. <laughs> hey. All right. So, hey, thank you, James. Both of you guys have selected Miami. <laughs> so far, it yeah. looks like um, awesome. no differences. Okay. Moving on to the second game. Okay. Bears versus the Vikings. Ooh. You get the first pick in this one, Brandon. I think that, ooh, God, that's a tough one. Let me see. Uh, Mitch is playing well. Same record at 6-7. Vikings are the home team and a three-point favorite. They're playing at 1 o'clock. Let me see. Uh, let me see. You know what? The second argument, right, man, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. Evening it up at 7-7. Seven and, seven and trying to claw back into the playoffs. What is wrong with you? A lot, man. Why was- do you always pick against Captain Kirk? Well, how much time you got? What is your problem with a great quarterback? I don't understand. Statistically speaking, if I picked against Captain Kirk all year long, I'd still be ahead by a game. But go ahead, James. Who you got? Here we go. James, go ahead. (laughs) Man, I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to finally break it up, man. I think uh, 
Yeah, hear me out now. I, I know old, old Mitch has uh, about what the same amount of touchdowns as uh, as Rogers over the last couple of weeks, but uh, he's gonna fall, especially in Minnesota, man. Nah. Yeah, I'll take the Vikings by like maybe like two. <laughs> it's so, gonna be close, but so I, I like the Bears. Don't get me wrong. Mitch is a good quarterback. I think he should have remained quarterback the entire year. I think Minaghi should be fired forever, removing him from the lineup. That was a stupid decision. Um, I said it when he did it, and I'll say it now. I think they're a capable team with him at QB. But Dalvin Cook, Captain Kurt, mm-hmm. Jefferson, Thalen, I mean, the weapons are there. Smith on deep. The weapons are there for Minnesota. And if they want to make the playoffs, both of these teams really, though, if he, either one of them, if they want to make the playoffs, they got to win this. There's no questions about it. Yeah, so the only problem is that Khalil Mack is questionable enough. To, if the Khalil Mack don't play, boy, that's going to hurt me. Well, I know. It'd be, and, I, yeah, but it'd be mm-hmm. that way sometimes. That's the NFL in a nutshell. You know, you know, Davin Cook could break his leg for his play. You know, huh? Oh, yeah. Any given I say Sunday. any given Sunday, man. Absolutely. Or Saturday. Yeah, or Saturday, yeah. yeah true so, that. the third game. Football team versus the Seahawks. Oh, God. And, James, this pick's on you. I'm going to take the Seahawks on this one, especially because Alex is out. They got old Dwayne Haskins starting again. <sighs> Don't. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I hate when you say that, but <laughs> I it's got, true. I got a groove in the man with Dwayne Haskins in the center. I ain't picking him to beat nobody except for the New York Jets, and I'm not sure he could do that, to be fair. <laughs> That's true. That's not even a joke, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm not sure if you heard our producer hit the little drum segment on that one, but he, he thought it was a joke. He didn't know there was actual sincerity in that comment. There is. Okay, so as of oh, right man. now, you guys are, you guys are both tied um, in your picks, and this is going to be the tie-breaking game. So, uh, James, since you picked first, what do you think the total amount of points scored in this game is going to be between both teams? Between the Seahawks and the oh man oh man that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna say about 45 or so. 45 for James. All right, and Brandon, what do you think the total amount of points scored in this game is going to be? Let's see. With Dwayne Haskins, don't you say one? (laughs) Oh man, (laughs) I was gonna say three, but nice job on that. So I'm not gonna do that to you. (laughs) Dwayne Haskins will give you a solid 14 against this bad defense. And Russell give you twenty eight to thirty five against that D against. Oh my God! Matter of fact, a twenty one fourteen. So thirty five points. Yeah, he thirty five. I don't think they're gonna score twenty one points against that D, but fine. Okay, so at this point, if you guys were to tie, Brandon, you have thirty five. Okay. James is at forty five. Moving on, fourth pick: Eagles versus the Cardinals. Brandon, this is your oh, pick. Oh, this should be a good one, man. Um, he yeah, because Jalen Hurt, you know, Jalen and Jalen Hurt showed out last week. Um, hey, another Oklahoma quarterback is going to be opposite side of him and Kyler Murray this weekend, who both kind of a shorter guy who can run very mobile and got a good arm. Um, I don't know, man. The both teams have got have absolutely you know hundred percent no burning have got to win this game this week. I'm going to say the Cardinals just because of you know De- uh, screaming to DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. No, but if the Eagles pull it off, I'm not going to be shocked. All right. James? Yeah, I'd have to agree, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's going to be close, but I think it's going to be a shootout too. Um, but I'm going to take the Cardinals as well, especially playing at home and the Eagles having to go across the country. So yeah. far, the only disparity in your guys' picks has been the Bears and the Vikings. <laughs> All it takes is one. All right. Chiefs All and the Saints. Takes. This yeah. is the final one. Chiefs and oh. the Saints. Um, James, your pick. 
Chiefs. Breeze coming back from injury. I mean, damn. Yeah, he is coming back. Breeze they coming say, back from yeah. injury. Yeah. So, uh, no. Uh, yeah, he's he's. I don't. I don't think he's going to have a little rust on him. So I'm a. I'm gonna take old Patty Mahomes there. Um, it's gonna be close. You know, kind of like <laughs> the Cardinals and the Eagles game. But I think. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs going to take it. Brandon. Yeah, Jason did a really. So. Yeah, Jason did a really good job of picking these games. I told him to find some close ones, and he pulled that off very well. This is going to be our game of the week, mm-hmm. I think, as far as games across the you know, the uh, NFL slate. And I could very well see this being a Super Bowl matchup. And all honestly, if Drew Brees is back healthy, um, man, I don't know, man. The Chiefs ain't lost a, they ain't lost but one game in, a, in an actual season and a half of football. They lost one game. It's hard to pick against them. And who, let me see, who's the home team in this one? We got uh, Saints are at home. I may take the Saints. The Saints are at home. Ooh. Hey, I'll take the Saints, man. Oh, sake of the argument that I'll take the All Saints. Right. I think I'm going to be wrong on it. Number I, mean, I think having Drew Brees. Oh, 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 actually, hold on one second. I may have to renege on this pick. James, if you don't want me to do it, that's fine. I, I, oh, yeah, Michael Thomas is out. Hey, you do you. Hey, you do you, man. I'm I'm just here for a so good time. So, your pick, Brandon. Yeah, I go Chiefs, man. Right. Yeah, I just that's looked fine. down at um, you have the injury report. Michael Thomas is out, and that is a big weapon to be out for the New Orleans Saints. So, they ain't got but two weapons in him and Kamara. That when he's the big one. Well, I will tell you, there will be no need for a tiebreaker in this week's pick because you guys unless there's picked, a draw, right? Unless there's an absolute tie, <laughs> that is the only way. Which has yeah. happened a lot this season for whatever reason. So, uh, mm-hmm. for for going a tie, there will be no reason for the tiebreaker. But I do want to ask an interesting question of both of you. Okay, fire away. The Chiefs and the Saints. What do you think the total amount of points scored in this game is going to be? If I could throw out my suggestion, I think it's going to be 80-plus points. This is going to be as big of a game as the Ravens versus the Browns, I think. <laughs> it's going to be that type of football game, in my opinion. What about you, James? What do you think the total amount of score points scored is going to be in this game? I don't think it's going to be that high. Um, I mean, Saints still have a pretty good defense and Chiefs too. Um, I figure about fifty-five or so. Okay. I was going. That's 60. conservative. I, yeah, I was going. Really, both of you yeah, guys think it's 60s, sub thirties, low sixties, mid sixties. Yeah, because with these two caliber offenses, yeah. you think it's going to be sub thirties. James made a really good point that the Saints' defense is nothing to sneeze at. So is Miami's defense, especially playing in the Superdome. On top hey. of that. And having Breeze back, I think all of him and, not being healthy. Coming, yeah. You're playing in the Superdome without fans. It's still the Superdome. It's The Dome doesn't do anything. It's the it's fans. Pat Mahomes scored you know, less hey, than 25 in Denver. Hey, they'll pipe in that crowd noise. They've always done that, for God's sake. <laughs> Legally or illegally, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's something that's been proven. That's not like a theory. That's been I, proven with them. I will tell you, I I see this game being as big as the Browns and Ravens. Both of those teams had decent defenses. Neither of those teams had an offense that you would think would put up 40-plus points in a game, and they did. This te- These two offenses, you become, you've become you come to expect them to put up 35 points plus. The only problem is, is having Which Mike Tomlin. they're not going to. My, yeah, Miami's, I will say Miami's defense is better than the Saints, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's debatable. I mean, I think what? Things that, well, having Michael Thomas. I guarantee you, he, Mahomes ain't going to throw three interceptions. I would. I mean, he's not going to do that, but so often to begin with, though. But having Drew Brees come back off of injury with his his messed up ribs and having Michael Thomas out is going to take a toll on the scoreboard. That's the Saints' fault. 
The, but it still affects the, the overall Saints, score of the, the Saints, game. <laughs> yeah, but the Chiefs might put up 50 themselves in this game. I don't think so. Dude. The Chiefs have shown their vulnerability as far as the offense because they're like, hey, 0 for 17 in the last red zone. That is an insane stat, too, is that they cannot score. In their, all that offensive uh, power, power, Cloud Edwards, Larry, Le'Veon Bell, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Pat Mahomes, and you can't score in the damn red zone. And here's the why. problem. Can I tell you why? And you're, you're both going to disagree with me because you disagree with me every week about this. They don't have a real tight end. They have the best wide receiver in the NFL in Kelsey. They don't have a tight end. James, how do you feel about that statement? That Travis Kelsey is not a quote-unquote real He's the best wide receiver. He's the best wide receiver. I don't think he's the best wide receiver. He doesn't. He's, he's better at receiving than he is at blocking. He doesn't yeah, play like he, a tight end. I don't know. He still has that physicality, though. Yeah, he doesn't play. He plays like a wide receiver. You know what he they don't really, have? You know, have that physicality. I'll tell you who they don't have, James. They don't have Mr. G from Miami. That's who they don't have. The oh, guy who will go over yeah, three well, people and catch the ball like a tight end should at 6'6". Six, six. In, in the front of the end zone, in the back of the end zone. It's hard to find those, zone. though. I mean, there's not a lot of those tight ends anymore. I mean, probably like, like they're all that's probably to like spread pass offense. Yeah, it's probably like five tight ends who can actually catch that way anymore. Obviously, you Mr. got Kelsey G's Kittle. Gronk, unfortunately. Yeah, Kelsey Kittle, <laughs> Gronk, uh, Gasecki, and Hunter Henry. Why half of them got names I have trouble pronouncing? That is bull. I would, look, Y'all know I got a speech problem in NFL. Look, Come on now. <laughs> Kansas City's problem isn't really a problem. Not being able to score in the red zone shouldn't be viewed as a bad thing because they've got the weapons to score from outside the red zone. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, it don't matter. They're laying your ass out and they can't score inside the 20. Yeah. They're beating you from the 50 in for God's sake. Yeah. And you can't do shit about it. But you, it makes sense that they can't score from inside the 20 because they don't have those type players. Yeah. They have burners. Kelsey's a burner for a tight end. Yeah. He plays like a wide receiver. He runs routes like he a wide leaves, receiver. Well, he's either one or two and uh, he league yardage behind Diggs right now. I think I think he may have passed him. No, don't get me wrong. wrong. I don't mean that as disrespect to Kelsey. Oh no, I see what you're saying. He's just he is honestly a better wide receiver than, in my opinion, he is a tight end. Yeah. And you could tell that in a red zone. Now, Kittle, on the other hand, is a better tight end than he is a wide receiver because of the He'll way he plays he in no the shame. end zone, you know, James, in the red zone. James, who's mm-hmm. tight end in Carolina? Though, just still Ian Thomas. Uh, you know, we don't talk about that. How do yeah, you, it's Ian Thomas. How do no, you feel? Like honestly, honestly, though, James, how do you feel about Carolina's future with, with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, with the potential of seeing, well, with CMC returning eventually, yeah. with Davis, with the weapons you got there now, that young defense is really good. What is your thoughts about Carolina as, the, as they are today, where they are today, and where they can go in the very near future? Yeah. Well, I'll break that down. Um, Kind of the way you asked it, so I don't, I don't really have faith in Teddy Two Gloves in a long term system. I, I think he'd be cool to hang around another year to kind of uh, if we can pick out a good quarterback in the draft next year. Hopefully, we'll have pick in the in the top five or so. But uh, hopefully, they they can learn behind Teddy and kind of you know learn the game a little bit. All right, hold on. Um, let me stop no, you right there. That, man, really, hold on. Let me stop you right. right there. Why do you say that? What is it about Teddy that you don't like? I will say he is not clutch at all. Um, shoot, even what zero for seven this year is that the uh, the the stat for him on game winning drives? I mean, he's got good weapons. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson in top fifteen in receiving yards this year, and they're going to be the first. Well, barring injury, <laughs> they're going to be the first uh, duo in Panthers history since nineteen ninety nine to go over a thousand receiving yards in a season. It's true. So, I mean, it's, that's, it's not a lack of weapons. That's an insane stat, by the way, that he's also, off a seven-game I mean, drive. Yeah, but hold on. Let me ask you something, though. 
Who's the quarterback that got them those balls? Teddy Bridgewater. You talk, oh, you know, check. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah. I mean, and when, when we talk TDs about, yeah, yeah. When, when, when we talk about clutch, and I understand what you're saying because honestly, that's what separates the good, good quarterbacks and yep. the great, right? But a part of that, part of that clutch process is the play calling and the receivers and the O linemen. Being good clutch is about everybody being good. Clutch. Yeah, it's a team effort, absolutely. Um, but he's got to make the right decisions as well, like he had on that fourth and eight play in the last game against the Broncos. The last, uh, the last play for the game, or last play for the Panthers, rather. He had two receivers pass the the the, scrim, the, the down marker, and he threw a two yard pass. Right. No, I get you that. Know? The check so, down. Yeah, because he, he I mean, read a I mean, high yeah, I mean, You yeah. gotta you. Yeah, you you can't you can't throw that short. This was the game on the line. Right. No. Yeah. He can at least try. Yeah. He, he made that. Re- he made that hot recall and checked it down without really thinking. Hey, this is fourth and eight. He took a yeah. bad sack in that quarter as well. If I remember correctly, James, he had like a receiver streaking down the right yeah. side of the field, like right through the um mm-hmm. um hash marks, and he just oh, well, missed Samuel, it. Yeah, yeah. Samuel's usually wide open. And yeah. Like, that's the problem. That's another problem. Like he doesn't go through his reads, man. He's locked onto his first or second read every time he doesn't. Like, that's something through. I noticed too. And especially. it's not like he has a lack of time or anything. But is that he's, on rule? This O line, I mean, it's, it's better. But is that on his coach? Who's the way I watch Teddy Bridgewater play? And correct me if I'm wrong. You guys watch more games than James I. James watch a lot of Panther games. That's why I, I'm I don't watch as many uh, as as you do, obviously, James. But the games I do tune into, Teddy Bridgewater is being coached, in my opinion, the same way Cam Newton was being coached. Read half the field. He's not being told. To scan the entire field. You can tell it. He doesn't do it. He doesn't He doesn't even move the safety well with his eyes. And you can't say that that's on the quarterback. That's on coaching. Like you said, he always throws his first or second read. He's only reading half the field. In my opinion. Now, again, I don't watch every game. And if I see a quarterback only reading half the field, it's one of two reasons. One, he's still very young. He's coming off of college um, offense. That is a spread offense that they that you typically do that with, right? You get your pre-snap read, you read half the field from the pre-snap read, and you make your throw. Or he's been told to do that purposely. Now, I don't know who to blame on that, and you watch more games than me, so you can make that call. Is it he doesn't have the vision, or he's being coached to only read half the field? Well, I don't don't really have insights into how he's being coached, unfortunately. Um, so I can only be biased towards that first answer there, or, or first option rather. But uh, I don't know, man, because uh, I mean he, he's got the players there, and I mean I, I can kind of see what you're saying. You know, with Cam, you know, he didn't really progress with reads either. It was either first, second, or or run it. Right. <laughs> it, it was. It won was second. Um, it was we one run. We don't have that. Right. We don't have that physicality with Teddy. Like he'll scramble, but for like three yards. Right. Um. So maybe, I mean, we got a new QB coach. I mean, Carolina's never really had that quarterback, you know, barring Cam's 2015 season. So like, who do you want to see them? All right. So let's say they get an early pick in, in the draft this year. Yeah. They'll go six and 10 probably. Okay. Who Is do you, it? who do you want them to pick out of the draft class? What quarterback? Okay. Aside from Trevor Lawrence, who's going to the Jets, unfortunately for him. <laughs> that poor guy. Who? You know, um, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. No, uh, <laughs> I would say either, 
either Fields or Wilson, man. I mean, I guess they're the only other two really good options we can get out of this draft. Okay. If you had the preference, would you would you prefer Wilson or, or Fields? I haven't really watched enough game on either of them to really be biased. I just want a really good quarterback. <laughs> so you, would you would you say – I just want to win some games, man. Do, do you think it's better for them to, to go looking for that quarterback in the draft or maybe try to work out some trade with, like, the Eagles or no, or some other team and pick up a Wentz or somebody like that I who's got experience? Got a quarterback, you need to build around him. I don't disagree. I don't mind Bridgewater. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, I think turn him loose. If it is because of coaching and you're directing him to only read half the field, turn yeah. him loose. See if he's got the vision for the whole field. He did it in he did it in Minnesota. Yeah. And in New Orleans. He didn't well. have that problem in Minnesota. Yeah. James, I'm gonna make a just an assessment here. Um and I'm gonna see if you agree. If y'all finished over like a top, you know, had let's say ten to fifteen pick, y'all should go linebacker in my opinion. You know, how do you feel about y'all taking a linebacker? Yeah. Or how would you, you know, how would you use up that first-round pick in Carolina? I agree, man. Um, if, if we're picking and all the good quarterbacks are going that don't reach, you know, get you a linebacker or a cornerback, you know, whoever is, is up there. Yeah, ever since we, we got spoiled with Luke for, man, for eight years. That dude was filthy. And, uh, <laughs> what would you do? And would then you... going down to uh, – Go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, going down from, from Luke to Tahir Whitehead has just been miserable. <laughs> and I don't think Tahir Whitehead is bad. It's just who you had was so damn good. It makes him look that bad. He was one of the better covers. <laughs> yeah, no, um, he was the second best cover linebacker I've ever seen like outside of Brian Erlacher. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Not, like, not even the close third. Now, let me ask you this. Purely hypothetical. What would you be willing to accept as a fan? Or even would you be willing to heap the praise upon Rule as a coach if he was to trade up for Trevor Lawrence? Who would you be okay with them giving up to make that trade to the Jets? What would you be okay with them giving up to make that trade? Chin? Mm, man, that's rough. Davis? Davis for sure. He can, uh... <laughs> he can go. <laughs> oh, Mike Davis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Davis, man, he's a second string running back. He can, yeah, he can go. I'd even put in Curtis Samuel, even though he's in a contract year, so he's probably not going to resign. Y'all need to use that um, man more out of the backfield yeah. too. Now they could use Davis. The oh, Johnson dude. guy's yeah. good, but the Jets could use Davis. Oh, I agree. That with that. that would be a good trade for them. Y'all can send him a package. They don't of like, need Samuel. They've got a hell of a receiving core. Yeah, but you can always use a Curtis Samuel. You can say, all right, just hypothetically speaking, James, you, yeah. you know how you can send him a package of Bridgewater. Curtis Samuel, Mike Davis, and a third round pick. I don't think that'd be enough to get. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, think that'd be enough to get. You'd Trevor. have a start receiver, start quarterback, start running back, you'd, and a third you'd, round pick. You'd still have to give them. Oh, you'd have to give them a damn Kings wrestling. You know, so to get the you know you know Trevor. Lewis, I, I, right honest, and honestly, and Ricky so, Williams trade. Honestly, <laughs> trade the whole draft class. I would say the the Davis, Bridgewater, their first and second round pick. Hey, would you trade on Brian Burns and Teddy Bridgewater? They don't the want. They don't want. Now they might ask for Brian Burns. No, nah, man, I, I love that, Burns. The Burns is a Burns. bad I dude. I ain't sure if you heard our segment or excuse yes, me, the yes. first segment. Me and Jane, uh, excuse me, Jason were harping on how good Brian Burns is. That's man. a bad dude. That's a bad boy out of FSU. Mm-hmm. But their defense could use a a little help. I could see them asking for Chin. Would you be willing to part no. ways with Chin to get Trevor Lawrence? No. Uh, well. No. Now I was gonna say uh maybe 
if we could see Chin for another year and see if he's consistent. But uh, no, nah, I like Chin. People are already referring to him as the kind of the next Keekly. Uh, I, I like Maybe how y'all walk. Chin plays like, like Sean walk. Taylor to me. I was going to say, that's, like, I love how Carolina walks that man in the box and yeah. he just him as basically he a pseudo care. linebacker. Yeah. He don't give a shit. So yeah, no. linebacker type that guy. Mm-hmm. Nah, what type I, dude, brother? I think you, it know, being, you know what's upsetting to me, man. I'm sorry. I was gonna say no. what's upsetting to me is that uh, is I don't get to see Keekly and Chin play. <sighs> oh, dude, that God. would be bad, boy. That would have been and Shaq Thompson too. Mm. I like Shaq, man. The Shaq's a pretty good player. So he's a good dude, man. But he he just had some mistakes in the first half of the season. So he's you getting would, better though. So you would be comfortable as a Panthers fan. You would you would pat Matt on the back on the back if he would trade Samuel. Davis, their first round and second round pick to get Trevor Lawrence. I'd say so. Yeah, Samuel's really used as like a third down option for us anyway. Yeah, I don't even know though we should use him more. I don't know know, that Samuel would be good enough. I don't know that Samuel would be what they want or need in in uh, New New York. I could see them saying, "Give me Davis, give me Chin, and give me your second round pick, and we'll do it." And that's when the Panthers fan, Panther Nation, and and Matt would have to make a decision. What's more important to have in the NFL right now? A walk-down safety that can play linebacker or Trevor Lawrence? God forbid. Defense wins championship. God forbid, until you have Trevor Lawrence on the other side of him. God forbid Trevor Lawrence (laughs) come to the Panthers and have him, DJ Moore, and Christian McCaffrey on the same side of the ball. With a just a mediocre mm. line, and 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 anybody else at wide receiver, I mean, it it really doesn't matter at that point. I just there's, yeah, keep going. I'm almost there, man. Keep going, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is a, that is one hell of a hypothetical. But oh yeah, I, for sure. I could see that. You know what though? If the Jets are smart, and I don't know that they are, they're the. Jets, no, but not. if they had a brain, <laughs> while Trevor Lawrence might benefit them in some ways, I think he will benefit them more in what they can get from him oh, for they, a trade. Yeah. Oh yeah, like facts. they can fix their entire team one by just firing the coach. Okay, we know that. Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. I think that team yeah. under a different coach is a seven and nine, eight and eighteen. Right, I'll say five and eleven, but it's still five yeah, more wins than what they have. <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with because you wouldn't have lost some of the players you lost if it wasn't for Adam Gates. They're Gates, actively sorry. tanking and we know it. Yeah, they know so, it. And they know we know it. I I think if they trade well, they don't need well, everybody need needs a yeah. Trevor Lawrence, but they have Sam Darnold who is not a bad quarterback. No, he's at just all. in a bad situation. Yeah. He's me in a salad bar, not a bad guy, just the wrong place for him to be at. Well, I will tell you, I'm excited to mm-hmm. see how the the uh, game pick giveaway goes this week. Uh, I'm looking forward for your benefit, James, and for my being a, a Vikings being my second team and Captain Kirk. I hope you stomp Brandon's ass. Uh, yeah. Well, it won't be a stump because it would only come down to one game. That's but, all right. Yeah. I hope the Vikings beat the out of them. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, on this segment. James, we hope to have you back on soon. We're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. When we hear back, when we get back, we got a few more games to pick, and then it's time to talk about some food, baby. I appreciate you, James. Thanks, James. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. All right, man.
Welcome back to our special Christmas edition of Third and Eight, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon and Jason. Hey, Chris, man, this sounds like there's some Christmas music off of Pope Fiction when <laughs> a man was riding the bike away. Anyway, Jason, man, you got to feel it. do, man. I swear to We've us. discussed that before. I never made it to the end of Pulp Fiction. I got about 12 hours in, and it was too long. Oh, well, you man. didn't finish the last 12 hours. Boy, it's the best movie ever made. I tell you what, though. This music's better than the Lions' performance against the Titans is going to be. Oh, I can agree with that, boy. <laughs> Dad Cameron going to rush up about 647 yards. Oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It, you know how I was picking upsets earlier? This is one upset I'm not going to pick. You pick this one. You got a problem, boss. <laughs> Not this one. No, hell, hell no. Ain't no way, nah, man. Ain't not no this way. one. Ah, oh, man. Jags and the Ravens? Uh, yeah, as long as Lamar gets five minutes to uh, take his um, third quarter poop, I think Ravens are going to knock this one out of the park. Hey, man, I don't give a damn what Lamar done during that five minutes. He, come out he, he literally, well, I ain't sure, you know what I'm saying, though, if this is a good metaphor, though, but he put the Browns on his back. <laughs> Figurative and literally. The market man did his thing on the Browns, boy. I ain't lying yeah. to you. Which do you think is going to be a bigger blowout? The Ravens versus the Jags or the Rams over the Jets? Rams. Me, you, and Chris versus the Jets? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, the Rams over the Jets, man. Air Donald, Jerry Goff, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, man. Jaylen I feel Ramsey. bad for Sam Donald this weekend. I feel bad for Sam Donald the past two years, man, but I really feel no, bad for this that This weekend is going to be bad. And so where do you put the over-under as far as Aaron Donald sacks? I'm going two and a half and two picks for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, now, yeah. the over under two and a half. Over. Yeah, I was leaning that way too, man. Yeah. But I didn't want to be funny. I, about honestly, that. seriously, I think a solid three sacks this game. Like if I was Sam Donald, man, I would pull the Tom Brady. Just any time I felt pressure, just fold. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? like a long chair when I sit in it. Fall down. Don't even take that chance. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even take that chance again, hit boy. You know, Aaron Donald's a big boy. All right, so those were easy. Yeah, simple games, boy. Browns and the Giants is not as easy of a game to pick. You would think – now, honestly, you know what I'm saying, looking back over the course of the last, let's say, five years in the NFL, this is the game I wouldn't have no damn interest in watching. This one has some interest to it. Brands are fighting, you know what I'm saying, the last playoff spot in the AFC. After losing, excuse me, to the Baltimore last week, the Giants have Colt McCoy starting the quarterback because Daniel Jones again is hurt. Defense is rolling. And, you know, hey, Jason Garrett's out this weekend. And guess who's calling plays in New York? The former head coach of the Browns. It's Kitchens. Old Baker Mayfield's buddy. Old Kitchens just called him plays for him this week. So it's a double whammy, man. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Browns fan, can you bounce back off a bad loss in which you played well? Or no, is the ghost of this, Kitchens? This is why I'm scared. You? This is why I'm scared for, for the Browns. And, and I really need the Browns to win. But I'm scared. Because this game, the Browns remind me a lot of the Ravens. I mean, the uh, Raiders this season. And when the, when the Raiders lost to Kansas City, in a close one, the way the Browns just lost to the Ravens in a close one, they stopped being, they ceased to be the dominant team that they were prior to that loss. It's a short week for the Browns. The Giants has a pretty damn good defense. Colt McCoy does just enough not to lose you the game. I'm thinking... It's not that. Gr- it's not a big leap to say this could be an upset. It would make me very upset as a football team fan. I need the Giants to lose as bad as I need us to win. And I would like to see the Browns do well, and I hope they do. But of all the games, this is the one that truly is most concerning to me. I could see the Giants winning this game. 
Honestly, I'm not going to really disagree with you. I'm not saying that they are going to win because the one-two punch of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is something to behold, man. But the Giants have made a kind of a bad practice, though, for lack of a better term, just just upsetting teams. But having Cole McCoy back there is not the same as having Daniel Jones. So that may be a little bit of detriment to him, man. But I wouldn't be surprised. And Cleveland is Cleveland, of course. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants pulled it off, to be fair with you. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm with you. I it's more than a gut feeling with the Giants. They make me nervous, and I do not like them. I do not want them to win. I need them to lose. And any time I've ever needed that from them in the past, they've disappointed me. So hey, they disappointed a lot of their fans for the opposite reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's true. So I got a question for you before we get to our food segment. It's Christmas time. This is our Christmas special. Yep. Who do you think, restaurant-wise, of the chains or coffee shops or whatever, do you think has like the best Christmas theme menu item? Um, is the McRib still back in town, or have I just like, <laughs> or like have I woke up in a corner? Yeah, time? no, it's still here. Oh. Are you kidding me? Though that's not crazy. Hey, I mean, truth other be than told, man, I hadn't had one this year because uh, I've never had one. You whack. But I don't I, want one. Like I don't really know, man. Like I'm not really big on the Christmas theme, as you know. Though our producer Chris is, a, you know. He, is. he puts the Chris in Christmas around here. Yeah. So, uh, uh-oh. Well played. <laughs> about to say, he done pulled his mic down, but he ready to talk some shit now. <laughs> nah, I don't you, know, man. Like, I don't honestly, really have Brandon, you're the Adam Gase of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, I would kill it if I could. No offense. <laughs> I, I would have played a sound bite, but I don't get the joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> Adam yeah. Gase is really bad at coaching. I'm really bad at Christmas. Yeah, he doesn't. Oh, I, I yeah. thought I got y'all cool gifts, though. So, you know, there's you that. Just, you know, he did. He did. I, I just don't. Lie. Like, I'm not very festive. I don't um, know. Your, yours was a, if I could say this, this was an asshole gift for me. Yeah. Hey, tell them about the shirt yeah, I got mean, you, man. RIP <laughs> 1937 <laughs> to 2020. Hell to the Redskins shirt. Yo, to be fair, y'all. It will fr- forever be Redskins to me, homeboy. <laughs> and to be fair, y'all franchise been dead way longer than 2020. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. He said the death was in name only. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse gonna beat me up. As soon as I walk down, he gonna push me down your stairs. Chris. How many Super Bowls the Indianapolis Colts won? One. How many times have you seen the Redskins Excuse win me. in your lifetime? Hold on. In my lifetime, once. Yeah. Okay, so we. How many times did they won in the course of their history as a franchise? I don't give a shit about that. I ain't Thank seen you. It. I ain't seen it. Oh my god. I ain't seen it. You saw one of them. No, no, you didn't. Were you born yet? When? Nineteen ninety-two. I was a twinkle in my dad's eye. If you feel what I'm saying. I understand. I do. I understand. Yeah, no, you missed it. It was one of the best. It was the Redskins. Hey, it was the Redskins and the Buffalo Bills, which could happen again this year. All right. Y'all got a chance to make the playoffs. Well, actually, I don't know if y'all chance to make the playoffs is there or not because Dwayne Haskins is back. How would you feel if Dwayne Haskins led y'all into the playoffs? Wouldn't that shit be like some, you know, hey, poetic justice? I would be, be, fu- I would be fine would be with it. funny hey, as hell. If he showed growth and come in and played, with our defense, you don't have to do much. Yeah, that's fair. Just don't lose us the game. Do I have confidence in him? Nope. Do I want him there? Nope. Am I willing to keep a sliver of my mind open for the hope that he could change? Yes. That's where I'm at with him. That's like, like you know, hey, off topic a little bit. Have you got a good Christmas thing restaurant, Jason or Chris? Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, I, what you got? I'm gonna tell you right now. We, I don't, I don't know if I should save this because I know we've been talking about doing a review on it, but I love Sadie's. 
I had their Christmas special uh, hot chocolates. That boy, you know, you sent us a picture in the group chat, boy. Dude, I called yeah, diabetes yeah. and fell in love. <laughs> Look, I don't put the. You know what? You should put the picture up on. Uh, put the picture up as like a a prequel. Or okay, a, uh, I like agree. A, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Let them know that we're going. To, y'all going to go up there and review it, and I'll save my thoughts on it. Yeah, because I've never eaten there either, man. Uh, and I, I don't have a holiday place per se, but I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Was that picture when he said that? That's what came to my mind was that picture of that chocolate deliciousness that you that had. did look really good, dude. Yeah. And you get to keep the cup, right? You do. You get to keep the mason. That's and awesome. if you bring the mason uh, cup back, then you get like so much off your next one. Yeah, it's I mean, cool. It's a cool little thing, you know. What I'm saying from small local businesses. Oh, they got a that. rewards program, man. That's really yeah. You like, don't see a lot of small businesses do mm-hmm. that. That's kind of dope. They I give like you that. like one point for every dollar you spend, and every hundred points is uh, you get like a free like hot chocolate, coffee, whatever you want. How many free things have you gotten, Jason? Oh well, um, <laughs> is my wife going to listen to this? A lot. Yeah, I think he like kindly told you to shut the hell up. Chris. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> asshole. Nice yeah. Yeah. yeah, snitch. Yeah. Wow, man. No, what about you, Chris? What do you think? I don't know. I already mentioned I don't really have a holiday place I can think of. I, I'm wanting to hear what Brandon's got here to see if it sparks anything in my brain, but I got nothing. Brandon ain't got nothing for Christmas. He don't even like Christmas. Jason got a good point, bro. That's fair. So, I, so what, we just got to end this on Jason? He's the proverbial <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> that, that's not Yo, true. If you could find me a big green suit, I would wear it, but I don't know if they make that in the extra medium. He's the Grinch that doesn't change when the little girl asked him to. Yeah, she can go to hell. <laughs> no, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Wow. I'm just playing. I'm just Mr. Playing. Grinch, please like Christmas. He melts like a daggone chocolate drop. Brandon would be like, hell no. No. I mean, I, I love Christmas. And, and we do have a couple of traditions. I mean, we, we normally go over to a friend's house for breakfast on Christmas Day. Um, but so uh, at Christmas Eve, though, we normally do Christmas with my brother um, and, and his wife. And Down in Charlotte, husband. right? Uh, normally they come up here. This year we're going down to Charlotte, but normally they come up here. Um, his birthday is Christmas Day, so we do Christmas. Yo, Eve is your brother him. Jesus? No. Oh, I thought I'd ask. <laughs> nah. For those of you who are not from North Carolina, Charlotte's where the bougie people live. Wow. Just saying. I, I will remind them not to listen to this particular podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so anyway, um, they normally come up and uh, and we do his birthday on Christmas Eve so that we can separate it from Christmas. And cause that, yeah, it kind of sucks having your birthday on Christmas and really not getting to celebrate one or the other. You're doing a combined thing. And so I would be constantly that. making Jesus jokes. I would have poor Jesus. Yeah. I would constantly like, I, you know, like I'd be joking about shit that's inappropriate anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I would absolutely have a teetotal field day with that one. Sorry about that, Chris. Go <laughs> no, ahead. you're fine. Uh, but so I normally make him a, a birthday cake. And then we normally have like last year, I think we had meatloaf and, uh, I can't remember what all we had, but anyway, so this year we're going down to Charlotte and they're doing the cooking, which yay, I don't have to do that this year. And not that I hate cooking. It's just, it's a lot to get everything together for a lunch, you know, for, you know, my parents and right. And him and, and my, I got to worry about that. that. <laughs> wow. Wow, bro. <laughs> Dude, you were killing it tonight. Killing itself. <laughs> so anyway, this year we're going down to them, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that. And uh, it will be back that evening, though. I think we're we're trying to. Is this the same brother you said you didn't really want to go see? Hated? Didn't they were making you come? It's not something you were looking forward to at I don't all. I think I was talking about my brother. Uh, oh, okay. I think it was about you. Yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> brother, uh, yeah, brother, that brother. 
brother. Yeah. I, was say, I may have said it, but it wasn't about yeah. this one. Uh, I'm pretty good with my family for the moment. I'm just I'll kidding. He down. likes you guys. He is very excited. <laughs> I will tell you, um, I ain't really got no cool restaurant store. You know, the only Christmas or tradition I have of note is so, you know, y'all tend to know this stuff. My, you know, aunt and uncle adopted me though when I was 13 years old. Um, And every Christmas morning, come hella high water. We Hold on one a- second. Could you play some soft music behind him? Start over. Oh, Jesus Play Christ. some soft music soft for us, Chris. Wow, this is, uh, yeah. This, this is got depressing and shit. Uh, <laughs> old Lang Zion if we... Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, bro. Start over, bro. You're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so when I was 13, my aunt and uncle adopted me. Um, you know, due to some other family issues. But every Christmas morning, like I wake up. This is my old routine. Honest God's truth. On 38, you heard it at first. I wake up in my apartment, go to my uncle's house, have Christmas breakfast, come home, get baked, and watch Kobe play the Lakers <laughs> game. Now it's a little different. I got a kid. Now I wake up. You know what I'm saying? Do I do the Santa stuff for him? I still go to my uncle's house. And my uncle's like me when it comes to the holidays. By 1030, everybody get the hell out. Now some of my uncle get along to this day. That's my only real tradition, man, is going to see my uncle on, you know what I'm saying, Christmas. And it's about the only thing I really enjoy doing because... My aunt don't cook that often, and she'll take it and hope she don't hear this, but when she cook Christmas breakfast, she know my ass around the corner. <laughs> she have two griddles full, boy. It's, it's, it's off the chain, man. But that's like the only real tradition I got, man, besides waking up, seeing my son open his gifts and me happy, and then all of a sudden, you know, hey, by the 25th, or, you know, usually by the 31st, he didn't forgot half the shit he got. That's, that's true. Kids, dude. That's the worst. That is, that is true, which brings me to a point I wanted to make. As bad as 2020 has been, one of the things that a lot of people will find beneficial about the circumstance is that you didn't have the shopping drama that you typically have. Like we did all of our shopping. I didn't know. I didn't really have any yeah, lines. We got everybody masks this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was appreciated. They get hard to find. <laughs> but if I'm being honest, it was the worst for me, man. I like the, 2 a.m. fights in the middle of Walmart. You know, like well, the straight I, up straight I WWE work, Royal Rumbles, you know? I actually worked Walmart on a Black Friday one time. It's the best. I was in, like, you know, bullshit. Like, I was in the towel section cutting open boxes of towels, and these middle-aged angry white women almost killed me trying to run my big ass over trying to get some towels. <laughs> I'm like, Susan, they're only $9.95. <laughs> <Yes>. I gotta, <laughs> they're only $10 throughout yeah. the rest of the year. You're only saving five cents. Jesus, Karen. They kill me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do. I miss that, man. And I miss the bras, you know, like in Toys R Us. You know, I really. Because what I would do, my tradition is, I would go Thanksgiving, the, the, the Black Friday shopping the morning after Thanksgiving. And then I would attend church like that weekend. So I'd get my bloodthirsty bras. You know what I mean? And I would get that 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 uh, consumerism, yeah, zombieism like type thing. Looking forward to a retail fight. Yeah, yeah no, it's the yeah. best, man. That's what I find most hilarious dude, about real, Friday. Is the day after we sit around the table and say we're thankful for everything. We're like, yeah, I'm gonna go beat up John's yeah. ass for well, a beautiful street TV. It's beautiful. <laughs> this is America. Sometimes I'll just sit like on the trunk of my car if it's not too cold and like watch as people exit the store and get jumped by the people waiting in the parking lot. You know, Ooh. it's like, and you're just like. Did you World see this? Star? Nope. Sorry. Didn't Thank see anything. Cyber Monday. That yep. is that is yeah. my day. Oh, it's boy. beautiful. Boy, man. My Amazon driver hate me right now, mostly because yeah. of my girlfriend. But uh nah, yeah, man. It is nothing like it's nothing like those two AM Walmart fights. Uh, and it's not even like over the TVs or anything. Those are brutal. Those I don't like to watch those because knives come out, guns come out, and it's real. I like the ones over, like you said, like the kitchen uh hand towels. Bro, yeah. mine's be wild in the five ninety five specials. And they'll be like straight up throwing punches. And it's like, yes, yes, this is America. Wow. This is what we were founded as a nation to do. 
I mean, I get it, but at the same time, the shit's a bit excessive. You ain't gonna catch me fighting over nobody. I ain't. I we'll fight over stuff like that. Straight up, gangster. Every every Black Friday, I'm rolling in deep with my my crew of ten, and we're gonna fight you over the hand towels, the special soap. We're going for those uh, twelve ninety five little kind art- of soap. Like they sell like the special suave soaps. Like they'll be like fifty cent versus a dollar. Oh on, my! On, on the doorbusters. I think like. A fourth of my Christmas ever since I was 18 was like them $10 Dove soap sets. It's the best. Not because I'd be buying from nobody else, but I'd be wearing it. Yeah, but that, that three pack with that red, blue, and white. I've boy. seen that, yeah. yeah those I, are the best. I spent like, this is no bullshit. Last year I went into Walmart and I was buying Christmas for everybody. I'm like, cool, I spent like $300. And I spent $100 on Christmas gifts. The rest of this is my soap for the next two weeks. This is fantastic. <laughs> I got a lot of damn surface area to cover. You know me, I got a load of more soap, bro. <laughs> This is like washing a Buick Enclave. Yeah. <laughs> I need all the stuff I can get. Nah, it's the best though, man. I can't say it enough. All right, look, let's grab a word from our sponsors really quick. And when we get back, we got a special guest. And I think you're going to love her. On the next segment, Third Nate. Back to our special Christmas edition of Third and Eight, coming to you from the UCC studios here in Oxford, North Carolina. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon and Jason. Happy Christmas edition, guys. If you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, this is your edition, too. And as I said before, I had Toyota <laughs> or Honda days. You're still with us. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler, as I like to say. Hey, on the line, we have Megan Host, who's from Norway. Um, Norway represent? Yeah, is that right, Megan? I don't want to say something wrong and be incorrect. Is that right? No. Um, I'm from down here, and I was the first born in Raleigh, and my parents are from uh, Jersey, but my grandparents are Norwegian, Swedish, and Finnish. Ooh, all right. And that's uh, we stuck with the traditions, and we stuck with the uh, Norwegian beliefs. So, And I didn't know, like, you could fry chicken on the pan- in a pan until I was like 21. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Well, it had to feel good. Then. It's deadly, that, but it's good. That was like a Christmas into itself, wasn't it? <laughs> Welcome to America. Yeah. I was like, what are y'all doing? What the f***? <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all doing? So I do have a question for you, though. So you said they were Norwegian and Finnish, and what was the the third one? Swedish. Swedish. So basically, uh, Swedish, yeah. you, you have no Russian love in your family mm-hmm. at all then, right? No, I took a DNA test, and it was all Norwegian, Swedish, Finnish, and then Icelandic. So I'm pretty much as white as you can get up there. Like, yeah, I was going to ask how you dealt with sunburn. Yeah, no, not, not good the same way sunburn I do. Sunburn sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. See, Jason get real red. And we have I get real. damage on our skin, like, where it's completely red for no reason just because our – just we're so sun damaged. Yeah, no, our co-host Jason so, the same way. I tan. I got lucky. Y'all – no, you know, I walk out. I get skin cancer as soon as I yeah. walk outside. <laughs> it's like you're done, dude. <laughs> Y'all caught the bad end of the spectrum on that uh, one. You know what? I, I'm we're French and German, which is the two worst you could be. That's yeah. me. You know, I just got. I was. Germans are awesome. What are you talking about? No, no. They're awesome. Historically, They're we're not. 
I was going to say history may disagree, yeah. but that's a different show. Uh, we're either French where we're cowards or, <laughs> or German where we're just evil to the core. This is not the best in the world. I was just lucky to be born in the United States, so I get to claim to be American, baby. And that's what you need um, to be. Redeemed, sanctified, and baptized in the red, white, and blue. So, but oh, from my understanding, so my understanding is you're going to tell us some of the Norwegian, Finnish, and Swedish historical foods for this time of year and maybe even teach us how to prepare some of those. Yeah, tell us about them cookies, Megan. I had told Jason, um, you know, though, about the paragraph you would send me about the cookies. and (laughs) Like, it was a really detailed paragraph, man. And I was tripped out about how detailed, you know, oriented it was. Now, if you want to break that down for us, I'd appreciate it, Megan. We take our cookies very, very seriously. Um, It's pretty much in every batch. A batch is about 78 cookies. In every batch of cookies, there's about a pound and a half of butter. Yes! 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 (laughs) Preach! Actually, in 2011, 2012, we had a butter crisis in Norway, and I still have family there, and they were flipping out about their butter, and I just feel that on a personal level, like... Wow. It's good for the soul. Like my grandma promises that a little bit of butter every day keeps, you know, keeps you alive. And then my grandfather is pretty sure that Yingling keeps them alive. Yo, my doctor would disagree <laughs> about the butter part. So basically, what you're telling us is that if you're Swedish, Norwegian, or Finnish, then you're basically just a foreign southerner. Because that's how we yeah. feel about butter. I mean, right. like you either you fry it and you put butter on it, and it's better. Uh, keep going. I mean, I'm loving the message so better. far. <laughs> like, and it's like it's better for you than margarine. Like margarine's fake stuff that's gonna like clog your heart and kill you. Like at least butter is like good fat. Outside of Fabio, though, but, right? I mean, Fabio does make margarine like look good, right? I mean, with the long hair. I've never eaten margarine before. I've never had it. It's you, kind of just been like. But you've seen the you Fabio know, commercials, right? You saw Fabio with no, the long hair actually, blowing in the wind, just ripped I'm to the core. Fabio, like, I know who he is, but I've only seen him on like those weird, like, <laughs> old books. You know what I'm talking about? The old romance books. And I'm always just like. It's like Tarzan. I thought that was like a Tarzan book. I don't know. You'll find them for like one ninety nine at Dollar General. Don't you talk about Fabio like that now? Oh God, no! I'm with you. Butter's way better than margarine. Butter's so good. Hell yeah, Man. dude! I can. And margarine's like only if we're like super broke, and I don't know. I don't think that. I'm just kidding, because even when we were super broke, we never <laughs> ate that. That's some we're not that poor craziness. yet. So wait a minute. What is your favorite brand not of butter yet. then? What is your favorite brand of butter here in the United States? Um, actually, Challenge butter tastes pretty good. Lake Land of Lakes. Butter pretty much is all we get, though, if you're getting stick. Yeah, but wait, you're, be you're, but you're down in Raleigh, weird. though, right? I mean, you're a Raleigh girl, so you don't do, like, Betty Crocker? Yeah. Or? No, we don't even like her baking mixes. Like, there's something wrong with that lady. Well, wow. What? Well, so, well, so breaking what news a, here. What about <laughs> Kerrygold? Have you, do you guys use Kerrygold at all? The Irish butter? She's not Irish. Um, you know, I use that. I only butter. used that when I had an Irish, um, I had an Irish roommate, and when I was in like med school with her, she would buy that, and I was too afford, like too poor to afford it, and so I'd use her <laughs> butter, and she'd use that. But she was also uh, all about that coconut oil, so I'm very 
I don't know. I mean, coconut oil oil is a fat, but it is not what I would call a butter substitute. That's why I said. (laughs) You have to excuse our producer, Chris. He's a Catholic, so he gets, like, Finnish and and Irish confused. They just conquered everybody at one time, and so he gets them confused about who they are. At least they had, like... At least they had Vikings and, like... That's right. Finland, like... That's right. The Irish, dude. The Irish, like, all we did was steal their potatoes. That's like, right. Man. They, they had butter. That's they all I was bringing up. Oh, no, no. Like, they need to stick to what they know. So, what, what is, like, a good man. brand of butter in, like... Nor- in, like, Norway or Sweden or Finland? Like, what is a prop... Like, a, a very popular... You know, I really don't know. Like, okay, so we still, we only have 15 family members here in America. Um, Like everyone else is still in Norway and in Sweden. And I actually, the only reason I keep my Facebook up is to communicate with those people just that are over there. Um, Can you speak the language at all? I can speak some some slang in Norwegian. So say butter in like Norwegian. They're not exactly the nicest words. Can you say butter I in Norwegian? I don't know how to say butter. What? <laughs> no, I do not. That was like my third word we is a baby. <laughs> it's pretty much like go get that stuff. Like my grandmother is always pointing out there that go get this, go get that. Like she'll start, I don't know. You know what to grab because she'll get the wooden spoon and chase you with it if you don't grab the right thing. <laughs> yeah, but can you swear in a foreign language? So, she just said she could. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hey, but I can know, you pull I, that off I'm like three times? I'm actually thinking about getting a tattoo on my middle finger that says um, F-U in Norwegian. Okay, how would you say so. that? Fæfon. Hey, say that again? It's Fæfon. It's huh. F-Y space S-A-E-N. Siphon. Now I can start using that and nobody know what the hell I'm talking about. So here's the question. Do I have to bleep that? I mean, right. how does nope. that even work? Nope. They're not under the FCC <laughs> rules. Yeah. No. Well, well, you can say so siphon all the rest <laughs> of the day. Really not, like, this oh. one, let's see. There's a UFTA, which is actually common in, like, I don't know. It's like Michigan or Missouri. Not Missouri. It's like one of the end states up north that a lot of the Norwegians go to. UFTA is kind of like, oh, shit. Like, oh, damn. Like. I need to learn. And then that there's Kuksegare. Kuksegare. That just sounds Kuksager bad. Kuksegare is <laughs> Okay, yes. I knew that sounded bad. Yes. I'm about to say, wait a minute. Like, I knew a bad one when I hear it. Kuksegare. Like, yeah. Hey, Our that, producer's yeah, Kuksegare. <laughs> For sure. So, I, I will remove your entire segment, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so, so, after the, the butter goes in these cookies, Megan, how else, you know, hey, does it break down as far as like what ingredients do you put in and what's the baking process or the forming process? Um, how does that work? So there are actually seven different types of traditional cookies. You have to make all seven of them. So it just depends on what kind of cookies you're making. The ones that are crumb cacas. Um, so caca is not, in Spanish, you know what that means, like poo. But in Norway, it means cookie. So those, it's like um, there's lemon peel, um, water, like six eggs. Um, there's really not much to it. And then, like, spritz, which are our almond sugar-type cookies. Um, Yucatooks, or they're not Yucatooks. They're, like, I call them that because they're gross. Yucatooks. What's in those? They're yucky. Um, they're actually, like, fried. They're just, like, it's pretty much butter, sugar, flour. Wait, you fry your cookies? 
So you got fried butter, flour, uh, and sugar is bad? No, that's got to be delicious. You flour, <laughs> well, the, the ones that are Yucatex, or Yucatex, um, those you do fry. The other ones you don't. There's a crumb cocker iron, and it goes on top of, it's like a cast iron type, like, it looks like almost like a waffle iron, but it goes on top of your uh, stove top. You put the batter in there, it's a design, and then you, each cookie, you like, do it like you would a waffle, take it off, and then you roll it up into a cone, and you're sitting there burning your fingers, so you know it's with love. Right. Like, for each cookie, and it's 78 cookies. So. Y'all don't have, like, a special type of glove? It just depends on which ones you're making. Wait, wait, so you got to make a specific number? Yeah, like, y'all don't have a, you know what I'm saying, like a kind of glove or a mitten y'all use for that? The number is just how much. It's not a specific number. It's just normally what you get out of it, you know? You want to get as much as you can because people will come over and they'll like eat your cookies. And so Brandon was asking, like to tell, but um, they do. So Brandon was asking, is there a specific glove that you wear for that? Like, yeah, like to stop burning so, your fingers? Like, because in you know, America we're entrepreneurs, no so you just go with it. Oh, like, y'all just thug it out, then. I, re- yeah, I respect that. I respect the shit out of that. Y'all thug it out. Made up. with love here means not only licking the spoon, but also just like rolling them and burning your fingertips, so you can be like, "Look what I did." That's like, what I do sometimes when I grill a hot dogs. But I'm telling you, the more she times. talks, the more I realize that there are rednecks throughout the rest of the world right. just like. Like me, they're just not classified yeah. as rednecks. <laughs> they're just not called that. They're called Norwegians. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. No, Instead of eating deer, we eat like reindeer. So I feel like it's kind of the same. Same thing. That was okay. So I actually didn't, you know, ask you this. You know, hey, on Facebook or before the show, is there like a Norwegian meat that, that you know y'all, you know, uh, hey, tend to specialize, you know, um, yeah, but like Christmas, during the holiday season um, or something like that, or yeah, it's cod. We do. Um, Baked cod. Oh, okay. I want to be a Norwegian. And I don't really like cod. I'm not big on cod, so they also make Norwegian meatballs, which are different from the Swedish meatballs. Huge difference. Explain that, please. And I like the Norwegian meatballs. The Swedes are weird. Okay, so like for Norwegian meatballs, you use um, wet pieces of bread instead of like dry breadcrumbs. You'll use wet bread so the texture changes up. Wow. Use the dahlia onions inside. Um, the gravy is different. Like the Swedish gravy is thick. The Norwegian gravy is like very thin and watery. Is it still like a tomato um, based one? And then egg noodles. Um, none of them have tomato in them, and they're all like beef flavored. Uh, it's gravy. not Italia, Ital- well, Italy, I Brandon. Know, I didn't know shit. I'm I was just asking it Italian food. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, ta- would you please correct? It's Norway, bro. I didn't know shit. I had spaghetti and meatballs earlier today. I didn't know how that was going to work out. I'm sorry. Jeez. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you, boys. Yeah, I'm looking like up some plane tickets over places. here for Norway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you don't like. Actually, we have a family island, and the family island is $3,000 round trip. And my parents go to visit family, and I'm like, you know, when do me and the boys get to go? Like, because I have brothers, and they're like, when you can afford your own tickets, like you don't need to meet the family that bad. But Jesus hey, look, I'm they're like, all right. They are literally rednecks. country rednecks. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're called no. You pay for your own. Sh- they're con- I love it, man. They're even conservative people. No, you pay for your own, or you don't yeah. go. I love it. No, I love y'all it. got so like obviously Hell like yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is best. Hell yeah. I so, love Norway. I didn't even know I love Norway. <laughs> I'm buying the Norway. I'm buying the Norwegian flag. I'm buying the Finnish flag, and I'm going to buy me a Swedish flag. I wish you and first. I'm hanging them up, man. Yeah, so like I was on the show, you know. And in Sweden, they have squeezable bacon. Like at least you get your yeah, squeezable okay. bacon. Wait, what? So all right, so me and my producer Chris had an argument about this. Though when you put on the comment section, it was actually real. Chris did not believe it was real. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say freezeable? So I talked to my cousin. Squeezable. Shell. Squeezable. Um, it is not. Yeah, it's squeezable. Now you can eat it just out of the tube, but you are supposed to like microwave it or kind of like, um. I don't know, flip it like a pancake on a stovetop, but it's not something I want to try. Yeah, like, I'll try it bacon. gross as hell, but... So it's like it's potted meat? That, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's probably the closest equivalent <laughs> yeah. to it is potted meat. I'd eat the hell out of a jelly in. squeeze tube. No, I'm all in, bud. <laughs> Dude, potted meat's delicious. That shit, Dude, that's the best. Potted meat on some, like, white bread? Dude, oh boy, I'm telling cool, you, the more she been... talks, the more I realize <laughs> that know, when the world was like all one continent, North Carolina must have been attached to Norway somehow. <laughs> and when the, the ship broke up, we yeah. just mo- we were supposed to be there. My parents lied. I'm not German. I'm Norwegian. I'm claiming it right Merry now. Merry Christmas. I was born That's this Christmas way. That's Christmas gift. Yeah, right. I mean, that had nothing to do with the Germans. I'm better off anyways. Shit. Hey, hey Megan, I hear I mean, sh- like. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not sure you'd want to be all Norwegian. I mean, they have a lot of that squeezable stuff is like they've got fish paste that's squeezable. My grandma loves that. Fish paste? It's some gross. I don't know. It's a lot of fish, and I'm not like... I like the Atlantic fish. Like, give me some mahi-mahi or flounder. There you go. Spanish mackerel or something. And then over here, they're like, well, we're going to have salmon, and we're going to have cod. And I'm like, y'all are nasty. No. No, I'm telling you. I I was there, and my parents never told me. Yeah, I got to shout with her on this one. Salmon? (laughs) Dude, it's delicious. Cod's delicious. You you bred that shit up, boy? My God, hell no, dude. Hey, look, the McDonald's uh, fish filet, that's cod. That ain't no Fish, it bro. is, I bro. I don't care what you call it, what you want. I, I'm a believer. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, that's not fish. That's <laughs> fish. No, you need to grab, man. That's, that's the goldfish from Wally World. They f***ing around the tree. She would charge you $5 for it. <laughs> Talk about whatever. You call it whatever you want to. <laughs> hey, yeah. Megan, so here on 38, obviously all of us are huge breakfast fans. Have you guys got like a traditional breakfast? You know what I'm saying? Or like a um, staple breakfast y'all like to go to? You know, with breakfast, my favorite, honestly, growing up, they never really... I mean, oatmeal, honestly, is something that my grandparents stuck with, but I don't, there's nothing really traditional breakfast over there. Um, I like pork roll, which is a Jersey thing, but I mean, that's my favorite yeah, what's that? breakfast. Yeah, that sounds delicious. What is it? Uh, pork roll, like Taylor ham. It's like um, a type of processed meat. It's like, it kind of looks like fried bologna. I don't know. The first time I had bologna was... Um, a quite interesting story, actually. It was recently. Welcome to and, America. And uh, yeah. all I can say is... <laughs> like, uh, do what? I said, welcome to America. Bologna is American as America can be. That is... It is nasty. No, it's I the best. I just sat there and was like, what the hell is this? Like, No, seriously, though. Do you Bologna- ever have loot fisk? And loot fisk is pretty bad. It's like a jelloist fish. Like, that, I'm pretty sure that's why the Vikings left Norway and went and took older, other people's cultures. Because shit. if all you had was loot fist, you'd be going and braiding shit too, dude. <laughs> Nasty ass shit. She's like, I'm not having that shit. Nah, nah bologna though. Bologna's all American. You look, it just like America. It's a mix, it's a little mix of everything, good and bad. 
all in the one. And it's better if you fry it. Yeah, it's way better if you fry it. I mean, it's, now, it's definitely not on my in top there. ten list of shit I want to eat though, but I will eat the it. The hell, bro! You give me some white bread, a big ass, thick ass tomato with some mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and a, some fried bologna on oh, top of it. That sounds nasty. <laughs> nah. That sounds so Nah, that's the best, man. That is American. Or you can just give me some cheese and mustard on top of that bro- on that bologna too, bud. Uh, I'm all in. I'm telling you, but I want to try this. I think it, I want to try the squeezed bacon now. I don't know if I try that, bro. Dude, I talked to Shell about it, and like right now the prices because it's like around the holidays in October they got higher. The Scandinavian Christmas Fair where we normally get our goods for the year in Raleigh, it was shut down because of COVID. Wait a so minute. we're just waiting until prices go down, and then Shell will send me some stuff. So there's a Scandinavian Christmas fair in Raleigh. There is. It's the first uh, Saturday in December every year, and this year we did not have it. And it's so like I was so sad because I didn't get like I still have cloudberries left over, but I couldn't get my cloudberries. Like the ligand berries that I've been getting kind of suck because they're like I don't know. They're not like it's not the fresh jam and what's a very cl- heartbreaking yeah what's a cloudberry i've heard cloud of blueberries berry? and strawberries i've never heard of a cloudberry cloudberries are like yellowish orange color and they only grow in certain parts of sweden and they taste almost like very like bittery citrus huh i mean um so but, like if a blueberry and orange had a baby it'd be a cloudberry kind of yeah oh i saw the spot on on that cool i ain't good with fruit analogies but that would seem to work that that would be you. <laughs> or like you know, like pomegranate seeds. Yeah. Like pomegranate seeds, like kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That does, sounds amazing. Yeah, it does sound kind of good to get it to some jelly. So, so like, do do you guys? Okay, real question. Do you guys ever just like gather as a family and like pull out like the secreted, chested, one horned helmets? put them on and like speak in the old tongue and been like, yeah, we're about so, to do this to America too. Actually, I'm not even gonna lie. Whenever we go to my grandparents' house, we know one, it's going to be loud. You're going to have to be loud to talk over everyone else. Two, there's always alcohol because we have to deal with each other. I want to be a Viking. So and, shit. um, <laughs> three, if my grandma and my grandfather, so my grandmother, we call her Mimu, which is kind of like more, more, which means, Mother's mother in Norwegian. And we have pop, which, you know, is just like, hey, pop, because it sounds better than far, far. So, but like, we'll go over there and pretty much make a lot of noise. My mom brings wine for the, you know, winos of the family. And my <laughs> dad brings uh, yinglings or Stella's, depends on the season. Um, and then I'm always... I've always got some kind of rum on me, but hey, in the, during Christmas, we make glug and it's like mold wine with like, sort of like your Everclear in it or like vodka. You can mix either one and you kind of warm it up and get drunk as hell off of that. Yeah. Hey man, if Pop's ever trying to find but, a new grandson, let me know. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that, cool. Man. That sounds like a fun house to be in, man. Y'all be cutting up in there. Good It's gracious. actually a lot of fun, too. Like, and you are taught at a young age, you don't respect your elders unless they respect you. So let's say your aunt or your uncle says something that you don't like, 
your grandmother will help you make fun of them or help you with anything. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all, <laughs> y'all G-Check elders, too? This is fantastic. I need to keep my nine-year-old clear of them. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's not like a tradition I want to be part of, you know what I'm saying, a part of, man. Like, I'll mail you my adoption papers here in the week or two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Megan, Even I'm, better, how about when you get married, you get a murder weapon? What? That's traditional and my Norway. whole stance on marriage changed in 15 seconds. <laughs> she, I have never been convinced to get married until right now. <laughs> so you actually get a murder? Okay, tell us about that. You got to tell very, us about Yeah, this. very quickly, please, God. Yeah. So I can't wait. When I get married, I'd like, I'm going to get a battle axe. I want a battle axe. But like, um, my parents got a sword, and like, my cousin went new and got a gun um for women uh since we believe in freya she's the goddess of love i was gonna war, ask battle, you. and lust i was gonna ask I so didn't... yeah like we don't believe in that because we're christians but we do still follow some of the traditions but you're supposed to give a cat to the to the wife or whatever for um good luck and fertility right because uh, Freya and cats and shit, but Freya, I mean, she got the she got the right mindset about men. Lay them or slay them. Like seriously, <laughs> God Almighty, man! I love being Norwegian. <laughs> hey, Megan, Megan, we appreciate Hell you. Yeah. No, but honestly, though, so this time of the year, obviously, you said you were Christian, and I didn't I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to be rude or anything. But you you've kind of brought it up and helped me out. But do you guys still honor any of the 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 more pagan traditions? That is, you know, more um, common. Yeah, actually, we have these things called we have these things called nissens. Um, and during Christmas, they're called Yule nissens. Nissens, they look like gnomes, but their eyes are normally covered because you're not sure if they have one eye, three eyes, two eyes. Um, a lot of times, you know, you'll see them like with two eyes. But around um, this time, we have a traditional porridge. If you find the lucky almond in the porridge. You know, you're supposed to get good luck for a year. And then um, I guess y'all call it marzipan. We call it marshapon. And it's a pig, like shaped as a pig. And it's good luck. But you're supposed to feed the Yulinusans some of that porridge. And if you don't, you get bad luck for that whole year. Um, everyone in the family, which is my fault, you guys. I f***ed 2020 up. Or I'm sorry. I messed 2020 up. Because... I did not feed the Yulinissons last year. And I think I haven't fed them for like two or three years now. And I think they're angry to the point of they finally just got tired of it. Because at first it's just little pranks. And now this year is going crazy. Right. No, and it's I'm been a horrible you, year. Yep. It really has. It's been so bad. And I'm telling you, it's because they didn't feed the Yulinissons. And they are watching. <laughs> and nice. it's that is one thing we fully go for like if, if something goes missing or if a prank happens or something bad happens you blame it on the nissens you get over it but this year and even though i'm a christian like don't get me wrong i don't know this good luck and bad luck thing with the illnesses i've oh my gosh nice job megan you messed up 2020 i, <laughs> I appreciate you joining us on third and eight we'll definitely have to have you want to oh we got to get her back i appreciate yeah. it we have got to get you back megan we're going to be in contact thank you so much and thank you to all of our listeners Absolutely. out there and thank you for joining us on this hour third and eight we wish you all a very merry christmas happy a happy toyota, hanukkah toyota, Kwanzaa, toyota, toyota, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of all them of get your new car we love you guys we'll see you in a few weeks <laughs>